what I'm saying? His because the top of his voice wouldn't have been the most uh, uh, arresting part of what he was doing, right? I think I know what you're talking about. The stick guitar was a uh, baritone. Yo, totally. Now, can I say this? Because yeah. I, I heard this. I, I ran downstairs to say this. Um, I got a hot take because I'm an expert guitar player. <laughs> okay. Can I just say that, like, you know, I, you know, I'm not confident about all the things I do. But one of the things I am confident about is my guitar playing within my means. But this is a hot take I got on baritone guitars, low-tune guitars and stuff. And this is a preferential thing. Nobody is dumb because they do it. Outside of baritone guitars being used in the content context of what you're talking about or outside of, like, uh, instrumental music or, like, surf rock type stuff, like, I guess the classic baritone guitar that we're thinking of, mm. uh, that drenched in reverb with tremolo on it and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, the crazy, the surf rock stuff. Yeah, and also, also there's there's a lot of like all of those. It's all over uh, Wrecking Crew stuff, like uh, from Beach Boys yep. to goddamn, you know, uh, Glenn Campbell stuff to whatever. There's yep. baritone guitars and other. We're in the new culture of using uh, of seven string guitars, eight string guitars that have a low B, and sometimes if the whole guitar is tuned down. A whole step, it's an A, or if they do what would be like a drop D tuning mm -hmm. uh, on that, where they tune the B down to an A so they can get a fifth by barring it. But anyway, uh, a lot of these guys doing baritone guitars like that and playing this detuned low music, I prefer the timbre of taking a regular six-string guitar that's a regular scale length and maybe putting a little bit heavier strings on it mm. and tuning it down like two whole steps. I can dig oh, it. Oh, so you just being more versatile with the normal guitar. Yeah. I now, I think this is partially the fact of the kind of music that I'm associating this with and like the, my age and things like that, mm. where uh, a guitar in standard tuning where your low note is an E, I don't know what number it is on a piano, but I should know that actually. Uh, but that E on a, uh, on like some of these old Melvin's albums from like the late 80s, mid 80s, uh, they're, the whole guitar is tuned down like C. Mm. Or a whole step down and their low string is tuned down to C. Mm -hmm. uh, and the timbre of it is sloppier um, and stuff. But Way more out of tune. And out of tune. Yeah, like we were just talking about the fucking brass instruments <laughs> and, and fucking horn instruments. There is a thing where... Yeah. They uh, yeah. dig in, uh, and I think it's that Melvin's album. Uh, it's like it's got oven on it and uh, gluey porch treatments. I think is the album, but uh, that's one of the ones, the the really low tuned ones and all this shit. And like part of it is just playing one note and like bending it and just being good with like bending yeah. it to a pitch yeah. and like not fretting the different note. It's like just a half step thing, but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like some of the <laughs> yeah, stuff like yeah, is kind of how like blues and even yes. uh, middle Eastern music yep. like uses um, drone shit. Uh, well, it's microtonal stuff. Yes. Totally. Like, so like Americans hear uh, Saudi Arabian music or Indian music and, uh, or, you know, traditional folk music or class classical music from there. And they're like, why are they all out of tune? Well, it sounds out of tune to us because of the you know, a lot of shit that I won't get into. But also, when they listen to blues music that we hear, mm -hmm. where they superimpose like minor over major mm -hmm. and then 
bend, bend quarter tones and stuff. Yeah. Right. That shit is a fucking it's a nightmare, dude. Yeah. That, that do- I think that might actually be uh that might actually be dusty. Actually. Hold up. Just yeah. Just just no, I'm leaving it on. It is dusty. All right, but so oh, what dusty. what was I at? Where was I at? Where was I? No, come on in, man, real quick. Come on in real quick. Oh no, you're not interrupting anything. Well, no, what was I just talking? Uh, uh, the, the, where, I don't, don't want to lose my place. Uh, 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 uh. Bare tone guitar. Oh, the bare tone uh, guitar, the down tune thing. Uh, fuck. Just like brass. Just like brass. Uh, yeah, it's, but I, let me get back to the basic thing is. Okay. Uh, Something about the new school stuff where they're actually using these baritone guitars for, and in the clean thing, like where you're talking about, that actually would be really awesome. Like yeah, a James clean. Brown thing yeah. where the fucking, the, 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 the scratch guitar would be, the would be normal, yeah. but the, the, the fucking, the stick guitar, the, ball, ball, the ball. would be like down an octave. Down. And it would, or really down like a fifth or something like yeah. that, because it would give you that shit. Dusty, what's up, man? Hey. No, yeah, no, we're, we're not. Good, we man. haven't started the real thing. We just record some of the pre-talks when we're geeking out about shit. We better yeah. really get the banter. Pause, pause. Yeah. You were talking oh, about the Melvin's yeah. album, and you were talking about the the way that the, the guitars will play together. Oh yeah, uh, the tuning. But yeah, the all the all the new school guitars, and there's actually. Uh, I just want to uh, point out and say that electrical guitar company that makes these aluminum guitars. Does some very, very, very good uh, long scale baritone guitars that just all around fucking rule. But um, I don't think it's the matter of because even a baritone guitar tuned down lower. I think I like if it's a lower pitch thing than what we're used to hearing on a guitar. I dig the sound of low string tension. I think that's my fucking uh, bottom line here. I like low string tension, and I think it sounds cool, and it gives this like. Interesting dynamic, and I, this might even go back to, like, uh, Tony Iommi stuff in Black Sabbath where he was tuning his guitar down because his fingertips got cut off and shit in a factory job, and uh, he played with thimbles on the end of, uh, end of his fingers, but the whole, like, low string tension thing helped, uh, and as a side effect of that, and also a lot of old blues guys used to do that so they because they were poor and shit, and a lot of them lived out in the middle of nowhere, so coming across strings you know, didn't happen as often. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it wasn't something you actually make. You had to actually buy them. So, and also Lead Belly, when he was in uh, prison, uh, would tune his guitar down to like C, this 12 string. Down. Prison tuning. Uh, mm. Yeah, because if you broke a string, <laughs> right. you That's broke a string. Yeah, like, he, had, he had people <laughs> like, he had people prison. bringing him shit though, but it wasn't like he had a visitor every fucking week to bring him guitar strings. <laughs> Yo, yo, low, like, low. This, is the, this is the best chord you can play throughout the whole prison. That's right. Hell That's yeah, hard. Man. Right so low here. string <laughs> tension low also meant go through the no whole string prison. breakage. Yeah. And like, so it, it all like, it, it just kind of transfers through and it just, it, you know, something that happened out of necessity became a stylistic thing. But yeah, a lot of that sludgy metal shit and even going, yeah, and just going back to like, uh, what's that Black Sabbath tune, Into the Void? Yeah. It's like super, it's tuned super fucking low. Uh, another thing Black Sabbath did uh, that was really weird was the guitar player would tune like down to C, and the bass player would stay in normal tuning. Mm, that's fine. And then you got these like so when they'd play unison riffs, 
one would drop the octave at different times than the other one, and it gave it this cool dynamic thing. They were one of the fr- they were one of the first to really. They uh, were the first to, real metal band. They dude. were the first real metal band, but also the one they were one of the first to really devise those kind of tricks to make the band sound bigger. You it's know. creative, man. Very creative. And you know, hey, and I gotta say this: you know how that happened originally? The same way the Beatles shit happened. They had a regular gig somewhere. They played uh, multiple nights a week in the same place for like hours every night. Right. And they were able to basically have jam session rehearsals while still having a paying gig. And they kind of developed the stuff, the whole thing with the down, uh, tuning down, and they wanted to play, you know, Ozzy was uh, uh, a Beatles super fan, and uh, Tony Iommi was in the fucking blues, and he liked uh, Django Reinhardt after he found out that he was a cripple hand, Mm -hmm. too. Uh, So, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, that shit, it's great, man. Very cool. Very cool. Some theory shit in there, too. Yeah, we went ahead. I like, uh, I think the the phrase low string tension should be like a... So like Sounds a, like a band. It's it's like a it's like a self indulgent bass player jazz album. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm, actually, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's. Uh, I think Tony Levin had a band. That's, oh, that's that makes very, sense. Yeah, that's something like that. It's called like tension release or string tension sure. release with. Uh, and I think it was him and um, Mike Portnoy or that somebody like that oh, playing okay. drums with him. It's a, yeah. It's there's several instrumental albums already. If, if you're playing in uh in trombone world, like trombone choirs or in a section with more than one trombone in it, if you try to like if you try to voice a minor chord anywhere close to the bottom of the staff, it always sounds like mud because like our ears our ears can't mm. hear minor chords that low. Yeah. It's like but yeah, if you physics. play yeah, yeah, physically you can't do it. And like trombone choirs do other kinds of ear ear things in which like if you just want to play a big major chord it will be perfectly in tune, in which the third sounds a, a third sounds a lot more like a fifth when it's perfectly in tune. Mm. But only trombones can really ah, do that. You can always you can pull, yes. you can pull it down. So when you hear a trombone choir play a big major chord, it doesn't really sound like a piano does. Right. Pianos right. are not in tune in that way. Right. They're Check not this. just tuned. Dude, you know. I I had a uh, discussion with a I was hanging out with a violin player friend yesterday. And had this discussion about uh, tuning stuff, and she was talking about like, ah, you know, like you know, piano tuning. I was like, well, you know, like if you want to tune a piano, it's got to be in stretch tuning. And she's yeah, like, she's like, what are you talking about? Just and tuning. I was like, and so I had to, and so I was like, you know how on violin when you play a third and you don't do it exactly how a regular tuner would be in a third, you know, you kind of like roll your finger. And make it flat a little bit. Right. And it's like, yeah, like the in, the right third. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's why. Yeah, it's like that's that. that's mm. that that is that's just intonation and p and guitar. Uh, pianos actually are in stretch tuning, but synthesizers, electric pianos, organs, guitars are in equal temperament, which means all the notes are equally out of tune with each other. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a mathematical it's a mathematical ratio. An octave is a two to one ratio. Hell it's yeah. cut in half on a string. That's right. On, on, on a string, his brain's about to explode. On a string, <laughs> on a string. If you take a note and yeah. you and you go, you measure halfway between the the start and the end of the string, yeah. and you press that down. <laughs> it's good. It fucking makes an octave up. If you take a horn, and I don't think it's halfway, but I think depending on the bore of the horn, I think it would probably be at whatever determined. Pointing that when you cut that in, in half, it would make an octave <laughs> up. 
to put a but to put a button on this. Yeah, right? there's an app. There's an app called Tunable. You can get on your phone and it can tune in all those ways. It can tune in just temperament, equal temperament, stretch tuning. Stretch if you need, tuning, yeah, if you need to like Gregorian tuning, because all the tuning's tunings. crazy because <laughs> as you go up each octave, you like go up like one. Give me one of those. Can I get one? I can get one high five of it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it, I, it's. Yeah, anyway. It's very it's get tunable. Get tunable and play with it. Yeah, and also be aware. Yeah, like play with also it. be aware. Because uh, most of hey. y'all that listen to this podcast are fucking musicians that in America, we play a very rigid, harmonically and rhythmically too, man. We're a very rigid musical culture. Uh, 100%. We're very uh, quantized. Uh, Gritted up, a very repetitive. You see what happened on "Lean Lean on Me" or "Stand by Me." That like, when you fuck with now, the school song, but then again, "Lean on Me," mind. "Stand by Me" is the kids, the kids in the train tracks. Harmonically, okay. though, <laughs> harmonically though, uh, East uh, uh, Western music is like king. You know, as far as like you know, uh, making chords and things like that. Yep. Melodically, yeah. not yeah. It's kind of eh. It's like the the melodies are only cool because of the harmony we put behind them. Sometimes, Ooh. if you go yeah, if you go, good, to other, if you go to other if you go to other cultures, uh, like Indian music is only over a fucking drone, which is a boring chord progression. It's like melodies one all thing. Over the place it's a too. vamp, mm-hmm. but the melody has nuances uh, and all these other things. Man, it is just such a fucking awesome form of. Uh, <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Life is good right now. Uh, but it, it's just a, such a cool way because uh, they have these nuances in in pitch, and it isn't just a set key signature. Everything uh, it, it it rules, man. It rules. Yeah, just make yourself listen. If you don't don't if, say if, don't say it's interesting, Kelly. Sit your ass down. If if you uh, fucking drummer. If, <laughs> if you're, if listen, man, if, <laughs> listen, people. If you are, first, you don't know shit. If you are confused by anything we're talking about, if you never heard of this shit before, I implore just you kidding. to go listen to stuff like this, like, cause it'll fuck you up, man. Like the first time you listen to like weird punk rock where they weren't good at playing their instruments but like for some reason it was really cool and not just because your friend said so you actually liked it that type of thing it's like wow these guys in the middle of saudi arabia in the middle of nowhere playing a gourd with some strings on it, it and fucking killing it like literally shredding like playing so oh, fucking yeah. fast look at y'all y'all y'all, y'all out here Check out some oud music, Check it out. music, sitar Indian stuff. Indian classical music. Fucking Indian classical music, Middle Eastern classical music, uh, uh, Northern African music. Yeah. I'm really into, dude. Uh, oh, hey, and uh, for all you fucking jazz Nazis out there, you should check <laughs> out Jazz Sahara by Ahmed Abdul Malik. Oh, yeah. Who played awesome. bass for Thelonious Monk. Mm. And he did this fucking... Uh, album that was like Northern African, Saudi Arabian, like Middle Eastern music. Yeah. Um, and Moroccan music. Moroccan music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he um and he set the sessions up and he brought in traditional musicians that played percussion and some other stuff. Uh and like drone instruments and, and that type of thing. And then he booked like Johnny Griffith and uh Griffith or Griffin? Griffin. Johnny Griffin. Yeah. One of my, I and, think he's one of the guys that don't get talked about enough personally. Uh, I Johnny know. Griffin and he's shreds. got some funny <laughs> shit. And he's and he was a he, goes uh, him. he was an alcoholic that practiced drunk all the time. Classic. So he could get fucked up and play. Uh but anyway, so Johnny Griffin and uh the drummer showed up and did not know it was going to be a world music 
uh, jazz fusion thing. And this is 1959, 58 or 59, I think. This is like before the whole fusion shit started. Uh, and uh, they just rolled with it. So a lot of these songs start on this album start out as uh, like a traditional African or uh, still, uh, Middle still Eastern good, tune. Good. And then uh, all of a sudden, halfway through, like, ding, 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 ding. And then uh, oh, yeah. Ahmed Abdul Malik switches from oud, a string, fretless stringed instrument, to just upright bass and oh, walks yeah. bass lines. And it's still the, the Eastern harmony, but with Western saxophone playing over Hell it. yeah. Yeah. Check Tight. that album Check out. Check it out. It's a really good one. Check it out. Bitches Brew, too, has got some of that in it. The, 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 yeah, yeah. The beginning of Bitches Brew. Yeah. Has like the tabla and Indian music, and they drop the uh, the funk on top of it. Mm-hmm. They drop the funk on it. What song is that? It's like kaboom, 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 kaboom. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, no, no, no. that's on the corner. That's on the corner. That's on the corner. On the corner. No, on the first song on the corner. You know, I that whole that whole. Can we play that? Out of the crazy miles thing. Uh. Dark is Magus. Not, is that not on, Bru- on Bitches Brew? No. That's no, not on the corner? Yeah, that's not on the corner. Oh, man. Uh, 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 Bitches Brew has the other one. The, um, the, uh, never mind. I was about to say. Dude, Dark Magus is the one. I was on that voodoo. That's my jam. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, Run the Voodoo Down? Run the Voodoo Down. Yeah, Woo! Run the Voodoo Down is gross. John that's McLaughlin, that song. Crushing. Yeah. You know what? Actually, Hustle Season should do that song. Hey, I know how to play it. I know how to play that one. I know how to play that. I know that one. not. List. Yeah, we just fucking. But for real though, if I need a keyboard player. Oh, you just I feel like I kind of feel like everybody is uh, when they they have the, during that Miles period, they're like, there's the in a silent way and bitches brew people. Mm-hmm. There's the on the corner people and there's the fucking dark magus Europa people. Totally. Yep. And then there's the the way back the like out, the, uh, kind of blue people. Yeah, who don't, but but, who but, don't but, I'll, but I'll say but I'll say this. I, but I'm just I'm talking specifically just about what you like about the Electro Miles. Mm-hmm. I myself is absolutely fucking Dark Magus a million percent all the That's way. Your jam? They, it's like the punk rockest fucking like the album opens with uh, it's Al Foster I think on that one. And it's like is it Al Foster on that? On what? Dark Magus I think. Yeah, Al yeah, Foster. Yeah, it's like that. That one is like, like fucking Chaos. Al Foster just yeah, turned rules. the drumsticks around and just basically went, went ham, ham went for ham. like the hours. Oh my <laughs> god! And that's the album. Dark Magus has uh, Pete Cozy on it, oh, and yeah. that's when he started. And that's the, when the hippies in there. Yeah, well, they were <laughs> fucking Miles auditioned people on the this record. One. Yeah. Oh, it's in his fire, man. Um, because it like morphs in from this. Into this the, is the one I was talking about. This yeah. is from on, this is from on the corner. Yes. Yeah. This. This song right here is like because this exactly has got Dave Holland and bringing all of it to, bass, all right? of it together. Yeah, all of it mixed together. And my favorite, one of my favorite guitar players ever, fucking John McLaughlin, and Pete Cozy on Dark yes. Magus. Yes. Oh yeah, Pete Cozy. Who also can I shout out to uh, tribute to Jack Johnson album oh, that by one Miles because that's got that's got John McLaughlin. Ooh, Please yeah. turn it up a little bit. It's got John McLaughlin and Pete Cozy. Is this like. Yeah, they they throw in the, the the claps and everything. This is like play bells. This is my shit. And this is Billy Hart on drums, actually. Oh yeah, and on the corner is yeah, it's, it's not Al Foster. Funky, yeah. funky, but Dark Magus is Al Foster. And this is like their version of like production too. 
which is really cool. Like Miles and T.O. Well, the other thing from in his book, uh, in the in the Miles book, yes, like he talks about. Um, this is like his Hendrix and James Brown phase, right? It's and and right. the whole deal with on the corner was he was trying to market it towards the kids. He yeah, was like, he really was. He's yeah. like the I got a bunch of white rock acid jazz kids that are listening to my shit. I'm trying to get young black kids to listen to this. So what are they listening to? And he's like, oh, they're listening to James Brown. So I'm going to try to do James Brown type shit. He was ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. His only problem was is that he forgot to put melody something to bring him in. Well, there was no hooks. The problem. The hooks. There was no well, hooks. Well, yeah, also yeah. having 12-minute uh, long songs is not going to get That's you on not the fucking gonna, radio. Well, yeah, I mean, well, for well, him, he, he's like, thing, he was doing a hybrid thing, right? But the thing is, yeah, uh, yeah but in the 70s, they had those radio stations. Radio where edits? They, where they, could, well, they had the radio edits, but they, were, but they were playing they the long versions of some of these yeah, songs. You, you're right, you're right. And, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, Headhunters, the original version, I mean, they, they uh, Chameleon, I mean, that was a huge hit song. 11 minutes And Miles was so mad. He was like, so mad that he, because that he he didn't get this was the crowd that he was going after yeah. was what they got. Yeah, you know, I'm like reading Herbie shit, and he went, Herbie went platinum, like three times on his own. I mean, Chameleon is a hook, hook and a hook and a hook and a hook. Every marching band kid on earth knows Chameleon. They don't listen yeah. to no jazz. They don't listen well, to no jazz. Also, no jazz. Also, they know that's it. it. Think about it in the context of what was that? That came out in '74. '74. Yeah. '73. Uh, so me. we had the 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 fucking world or America. Knew who fucking Miles Davis was. Oh, yeah. He's been he playing jazz ever since jazz was invented, That's literally. Right. Yeah. Okay? Uh, Herbie Hancock, unless you were a Miles Davis fan or a jazz fan, he, he was a piano player at that and he point. he was new. He was, he was new. new. He was yeah. a kid. He, I, by yeah. 74, I think he was in his, still in his 20s, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. So th- most people... Well, Miles saw him as one of his sons, right? Yeah. And then, then he well, blew up. Well, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Well, this is what I'm saying. There's no back... There, there's no... Uh, you don't know Herbie Hancock as a individual you just know him as no. some guy that backed up miles and most people didn't even know that shit and then the only Headhunters way, comes out and it's funky shit and people love it the only way that he had more name recognition was for uh bill cosby tapping him to do the fat albert rotunda in 1970 uh that right. was so that was like the only th- that was the only real big big thing and also cantaloupe actually we'll take that back that cantaloupe no cantaloupe that was before, before the bill cosby thing though right? yeah. that was before late but it was 60s. before miles too Cantaloupe I mean, Island was before still, Miles. Really? And uh, Watermelon Man. Watermelon Man. That was yeah. a huge watermelon hit. Man. Yeah. That was a hit in 62. Like, I thought that was like 64. I thought it was around the same that time that he was album. doing... Uh, watermelon Man, yeah. What's, watermelon what's Man the album with footprints on it and circles? Well, and, foot, that, that oh, was that's, uh, that's, Miles Smiles. That's Miles Smiles. Miles, Miles Smiles, yeah. That's 65. Yeah, it was right before that, though. Right? 62. 62. Taken off. Taken off. He got he got tons of commercial work from his first album, and Watermelon Man... Was his first big hit, Dude, and actually it was re-recorded. I'm thinking Wayne Shorter. I'm thinking Doctor Nose Hair. Yeah, yeah. Had his stuff was in like around '64. Did he I did think because Mon- Mongo Santa Maria re-recorded Watermelon Man, and then it became a hit the next year. But See, so, I thought it was the other way around. Nope. I thought it was yeah. him that did it first. It was, it was Herbie, oh, and, then Herbie he heard, and then he heard that version of it, and then they re-recorded it, and then it became a huge hit. And uh, so Herbie had been making hits really since like yeah. the time that he started, and which is kind of crazy. Good. They real? Uh, no, nothing. I just I used to remember Watermelon Man. It was a another version. I actually learned. A, I did a ver- the first time I did that song. I think we did like a New Orleans style second line type of vibe on it. Oh yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah. Didn't, but didn't the original version not have like a that that little B section or something like that? 
Well, the, uh, it was just, it was just like the, the one. Bum, 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 bum. You're talking about the one that's like a boogaloo kind of feel? Do, like do. it's basically, you know, I, felt, I felt like the first version went just between one, four, and five the whole time. It didn't no, it goes to that. No, it, it goes. Section it goes. Yeah, that's in there. The original goes to that version, but the but the uh, but the second version that he did, the one that was on Headhunters, they kind of they don't like, play the melody. They don't play the. They, they go. They go bump bump. No, they play the melody. Da, 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 bump. Oh, they yeah, play no, the melody. Heard, yeah. They play oh, the melody, but it's yeah. like totally wrapped and it up. It goes in into more. a third section. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. That third section. It's not in the other yeah, song. That yeah, third that third section. Yeah, that third section isn't in the other one. Yeah, that's not in the first one. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Because the first time I learned it, which is that version, but it was like a. I was in a band that was playing a second line version of it. Sure, that, just, that makes sense. I just didn't know. Yeah, you know, they're like these are the chords, and it was kind of just you know, it was one four five shit. It wasn't like a blues twelve anything. That's a great song to play a second line version it's of. Dope. I never yeah. even yeah. thought yeah. of that. I, I played it before. Sound- I've played it before as a second line song. Before. I don't know Sound why. Soundstorm back in the day. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. I remember uh, in college <laughs> I learned footprints for the first time, like the real version, the swing, and I learned the. The version that I forget was it was a Nightcrawlers or one of those brass bands made a version of Footprints to yeah. like I heard I learned those two songs at the same time. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like arrangement thing. It really like mm-hmm. connected to me that oh, you can make a new version of a song and it's pretty dope. Yeah. But that Miles band, that was like the Miles's fucking it, prodigy band. You know, Wayne Shorter was a a, a sought out prodigy that well, everybody was trying to hire. Like, so I, th- I heard, I heard, I heard Red Clay after the Tribe Zone. Come on, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> if you definitely, uh, if you if you go back like and uh, it's funny, fucking of, of all people, Bill Burr brought this up. But uh, if you listen to Footprints, it's like one of those songs that everybody does when they first learn jazz. Yeah, you know, because it's a minor so-called theme, easily, yeah. easy key. But check this out, if you. Uh, know anything about drums <laughs> and you listen to Tony Williams like the whole thing you don't know what's going it on it will fuck you up oh yeah he does everything that should not work and mm-hmm. it fucking works and you can count with it and you also can't count with it and it, it's it will I've listened to that song and paid absolutely no attention to any harmonic or melodic <laughs> content and only listen to drums and bass oh yeah I feel like um, Tony Williams like on uh, what's that song on the sorcerer? I think it's a sorcerer. It's like that's that's a Miles song. That's a Miles tune. I can't remember who wrote it, but Tony Williams playing on that. It's just like I don't. It's like oh, this is a whole another way of playing drums. Hold up, he's like we're gonna just take time and just take because he's because he's doing um. Tony Williams does some dope tonight. shit in which he's like uh, alternating between the snare drum left hand and hi hat. Mm-hmm. So he's like, gets to get to get to get to get the same hand. Yeah, yes. and it's like the, the hi hat foot oh, is oh. like doubling, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? You're not talking about, you're not talking about, um, no, no, you're not talking about that. You're talking about this. Uh, is many, a, a bunch, it's on the Sorcerer, I think, the record I'm talking uh, Okay. But that song is on, I, I, that's on a, a different Miles record, but. I was just thinking about Tony Williams drumming when he said yeah, that. He's just it's, amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah was, Even on Prince of Darkness. And, Prince and, of Darkness. And, 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 and Home Dude was like 19. You're on. Home Dude was like 19 years old and doing all this crazy shit. 
Oh, this is uh, later. This is 69, 68. This is the same same era. Oh, this is this is a double this is a double a double quartet. I mean the uh, second quartet. Oh yeah. This, this is, is actually this, was, is, this is what I was talking about. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of this song. I was singing the wrong song. No, this one, this is another song that's very similar to this one. I know what you yeah. want to talk about though. He was like, Miles told him, Miles told him to play Cold Sweat upside down on this one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he said play Cold Sweat upside down on this. And that's what he's doing. He's playing Cold yeah. Sweat upside Backwards. down on this shit. Backwards. On the, on the, but it's on the ride symbol. It's on the ride symbol, yeah. but he's. Yeah, but snare is bass, bass is snare, right? Yeah. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. He like literally turned the concept on wow, his head. So dude, fucking cool. That fucking that is awesome. Yeah, Tony dude. Williams is no joke. Fucking flipping your beat around so that the snare is doing the bass drum and the bass drum is doing the snare. Think about that. All you beat makers out there, do yeah. that. Do, do that. that and put it on a fucking oh, yeah. song. The king of that was Tony Williams. The king yeah. of that was Tony. Tony uh, not Tony Williams. Tony Allen. Yeah. If Tony Allen. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Tony Allen was oh, was the king of that. Yeah. You he know, it's like a that. regular drum beat flipped and then the Afro beat immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, That's fucking right. hustle season uh, rap challenge. Oh. Make a beat like that like with, the, with the kick and the snare flip farts. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what it fucking sounds like, but you make it fucking thump and you you make it sound good. Yeah, because you, you can. What's up, Chance Fisher? Woo! Does he make beats? No. I don't know, but he can rap over anything. He can rap over anything. So whoever makes his beats. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm uh, speaking of speaking of jazz. Speaking of jazz drummers. Let's let's uh, segue into this joint right show. Oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. We have to give oh, Mad Jimmy big, mid <laughs> Mad big ups to Mad yeah, biggest Mad of ups. big ups, bro. Jimmy Cobb. So the, one of the yeah. greatest the greatest drummers of all time, no matter what the fuck type of music it is. Man, let me tell you something. Uh, mm, Jimmy start Cobb. Start this over, man. I just want to hear the very beginning again. People need to hear the beginning. Jimmy Cobb. This is this is live. At, uh, at the Blackhawk San Francisco Saturday night. Um, Jimmy Cobb is swinging his face off on this whole entire record. Um, this is when Coltrane was about to leave the band. Uh, it's, it's great. Miles, Miles comes in with Flub and everything. It's awesome. Miles, uh, this was one of my favorite eras of Miles because this was just concerts. Yeah. And he's like, yo, man, I cracked a note. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and he would leave the last set. I didn't, I didn't even remember that. Miles said, "Whatever, whatever take they did in which the melody sounded the best is the one they're using. All the solos sound good." Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Cobb played on uh, one of the most celebrated jazz recordings of all time, "Kind of Blue" by Miles Davis. Kind of Blue. Um, his his cymbal style and ride cymbal swing style has been duplicated uh, or copied by many a drummer. He had the best quarter note. Quarter note beat. I would uh, say that's how you. If music school teaches that beat. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much the beat that he's, they're learning. Uh, was Jimmy Cobb the Giant Steps drummer on, on the the Atlantic recording of it? You know what? That's a good question. Actually, I think was it I'll him it or up. was it Elvin Jones? No, it wasn't Elvin. Definitely no. wasn't Elvin Jones. I think, I think it, it might was be Jimmy Cobb because he was. I think he's on Impressions at least on the the studio version of it. Oh, the studio version of Impressions is the Coltrane one. Yeah. No, so I think he was just on one record with him. Uh, but he well, the 59 Giant Steps has uh, uh, Art Taylor on drums. 
Oh, okay. If he did like the original one, what, what really? What Coltrane's? Because he was on Coltrane's shit. But what? So what shit was he on now? Or was he on that album, but like on different tunes? I feel like I want to say like the Giant Steps album has more than one drummer on it, or maybe it's another musician. There, there is. I think there is more than one drummer on the Giant Steps um, album. But uh, wow, yeah. What Coltrane stuff is Jimmy Cobb on? Damn, we have to go through. This but I, I really want to know this. That's a really good question. Yeah, I'll, I'll because isn't it Jimmy Cobb? That's, uh, or it might be Elvin Jones. Who's the drummer playing where he does oh, that live recording of uh, my favorite things where it's like you can see the the steam? No, that's off. Elvin. That's Elvin. That's Elvin Jones. That's Elvin. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's from that's a live recording from. Um, that's from '65 in France. That's like the one of the only few recordings that they had that they did, uh, or right. they played the, a Love Supreme. Yeah, yeah, they played yeah, a Love yeah. Supreme in its entirety on that concert, and which is the only uh, footage that you have of Coltrane Film playing. Film footage, that. yeah, yeah, and they were, and supposedly that was a that was a super cold ass night, and they are just swinging for their That's lives. Rules. It's so cool. It's so killing. Yeah, that um, is pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, but uh, Jimmy Cobb passed away. Um, uh, on Friday, I believe, at the age of 91. He had been gigging right up, I believe, right up until this point, uh, until coronavirus and everything else. But he had been touring. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard nothing but amazing stories about him, uh, that he was he was really a, you know, and he always pl- played a big part in a lot of Miles Davis documentaries and stuff because, again, yeah. he was part of his, like, really classic era. Um, Jimmy was the first drummer to play with uh, Miles after Philly. Philly Joe Jones was his, like, dominant guy mm. after he um, oh, that's right. all, all after he of got those, himself all back together. All of those uh, N-apostrophe albums, like right. cooking, smoking. Yeah, yeah. cooking, smoking, <laughs> grilling, steaming, or whatever the fuck grilling. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, on, uh, he's on the uh, John Coltrane prestige stuff. He's on, Jimmy Cobb plays on standard Coltrane stuff, oh, plays on Stardust, okay. plays on the Kenny Burrell and Coltrane. Ah, uh, yeah, that uh, Kenny Baha'i. Burrell and Coltrane album, Fucking rules. That, that album's great. Oh, that yeah. is so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And on Giant Steps, he plays on Naima. He, he's a drummer yes, on Naima. That's okay. really. Yeah. There we go. And yes. on Coltrane Jazz from Atlantic in 1959. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, okay. Jimmy Cobb is the I mean, the king. I mean, with Miles Davis, he played with um, Porgy and Bess, 1958. Oh. Jazz at the Palette, at the Plaza, kind of blues, sketches the space. I mean, it Someday was. When my and we have, I have to mention the Wynton Kelly trio uh, with uh, Joe Henderson. Those records, there's like a couple live records that came out with those those guys. That shit is some of the best quartet stuff. Mm-hmm. That's some of the best playing I've ever heard on well, with dude, Joe I Henderson mean, for uh, real. Early and mid sixties for drummers in like in like uh, post bop shit. It was pretty much Jimmy Cobb, Elvin Jones, mm-hmm. Tony Williams, kind of towards the end of that. Mm-hmm. Roy uh, Haynes, Roy Haynes, Art. Uh, yeah, but he was. I I consider him being more like late fifties, like that, or as far as like. When you real like the style. the work they did, yeah, and the style and the work they did that encompasses their their peak or mm-hmm. what they did because like that art stuff back then, like that was the sound everybody was trying to sound right. like that. Sure, okay. by the time you got to mid sixty, the early sixties, it was like the Jimmy Cobb, Elvin Jones type of sound, mm-hmm. and then later on after that, like Tony Williams came. I mean, there's like a thing where it's shifting every three four years. Yeah, right. But there was definitely the records. Yeah, and there was definitely an arc of style that was coming in and out in drumming in that yeah. time period. That's and true. Uh, Jimmy Cobb played on all the uh, Cannonball records too. Yeah, like the sophisticated swing, uh, Cannonball sharpshooters. Uh, the the, the Cannibal Adderley Quintet in Chicago, and he also plays on that Nat Adderley record. That's right. Ooh, you remember that one? Yes. That's 1960. Man, um, and then some then some other stuff in the 80s with Nat Adderley. But I mean, 
The you Nat can't Adderley have more of a jazz is, career than Jimmy Cobb. Nat Adderley yeah. stuff. Yeah. Is super, <laughs> he's played with the best of everybody. Nat Adderley is like one of those soulful fucking trumpet players, and his stuff is so underrated oh, because, yeah, of, so can, because of Cannonball. Oh, of only trumpet? He doesn't play cornet or anything? He only. <laughs> more of a. No yeah. flugel or anything? He's, he's more, a, he definitely did a lot of flugel work. He's on a ton of the Wynton Kelly albums. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's. No, that was the trio. It was Paul Chambers. Uh, Jimmy Cobb, mm-hmm. Win Kelly, and they did a couple. I think they did some stuff with Stan Getz, and they, they did I mean, some yep. stuff with Joe Henderson. He did so many. He did. He ah, did Joe all the. Joe Henderson. So I've not heard Joe Henderson's name in quite a while. Yeah, he did the Riverside record. The Riverside oh, recordings great, with uh, Verve for uh, West Montgomery. Yeah, he's on you know Full House, West Montgomery. Absolute, dude, smoking at the half note, West Montgomery, which is an amazing. Album. I know that shit. There's some amazing albums. Willow Weep for me. Uh, mm-hmm. That was an amazing album. Yep. Jimmy Cobbs. I mean, we can. I mean, you can never stop saying all the great stuff that he did. Yeah, man. <laughs> he has one of the most impressive resumes yeah. of any drummer. He really does. Um, the I, mad biggest of ups. I would. I'm looking real quick to see if I can find that. Uh, there, one of these Joe Henderson. Oh, so yeah, Joe Henderson four, which is Joe Henderson with the Witten Kelly trio. And man, uh, I'm gonna just play just a little bit of yeah, this because. Yeah, them playing four. I mean, and this music is so different how far away the microphones are from the drums. Yeah, it's like a room sound. It's a room sound. Uh, a lot of these albums were done on four track, and uh, this was in the time. Yeah, that's fuck, that's a great. <laughs> Rewind that break. Yeah, go back. Go back. Go back. I need to go back a little bit right there because just that. Swing. Swing. People. That's fucking class. That's what you call swing. That's what you call class. Swing. Finesse. You need swing that. Splang-a-lang. You don't know about that. Yeah. People don't know about that shit. Hell yeah. Um, Okay, so I should start the show. Go for it. Yeah, this is all going in there. I've got a couple parts, but I I don't know how I'm going to do the the beginning. Maybe maybe I'll just start it like that or whatever. We'll just have some other stuff. I mean, I'm sure sure Gabe has some things he wants to discuss with you about for whatever he wants to be in the beginning. No. I mean, he doesn't maybe, have a choice. Maybe, maybe it should be like a weird episode where you just like a. Well, you can do, let's just do the intro right now. <laughs> we'll uh, let me. Let me. I, I'm, oh, no, I'm out of point. I'm going to stop the thing and then and then Gabe can do his famous uh, count off. Hold up.
What up, everyone? James Zaretis, Gabe Santa Maria, Reggie Pays, Kelly Strawbridge. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify at The Hustle Season. Uh, we just put up a brand new playlist called The Hustle Boys. Make sure you check that out. Um, thank everyone for listening. We appreciate everyone. Um, got a lot of cool feedback from the past couple of episodes. A lot of one-liners in there. Gabe, uh, it's pretty hilarious. It was, it was a good one. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, yeah, who was that that show? Who was that shout oh, out that from? was uh, it's about a good friend. Uh, his name is Nate Shikosis. Is his name actually? It's a pretty cool name. Everyone calls him Shaq. All right, thanks, Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, uh, but um, good guy. Uh, so how's everybody feeling this week? I'm good. Hey, Kelly. Yeah. Where's the lighter? And second of all, I want to apologize to you. Oh my God! You must be clawed up. <laughs> no, I actually <laughs> wrote. Up, I actually up. I actually wrote this on my list. Okay, cool. Go uh, for it. I did not realize that maybe we are in the podcast elite, and because we know that Joe Rogan is like, you know, is like basically the Ford Motor he's Company the, He's the number podcast. one podcast. Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm. Or maybe, okay, so number one, I guess it's like Toyota or something like that. Okay. But, um, but uh, yeah, I didn't really realize that, did not mean to diss that, you know, because I like to turn people on to other stuff, but I just assumed... Yeah, that everyone knew. That everybody was as smart and aware of things as us. But yeah. I was wrong, and I do apologize that no. it offended you. I do not care that, you know, because the people that are listening to this, I want to tell you, you should know about this shit. Like, guys, <laughs> you fucking, if you've ever looked at Twitter, you should probably know that Joe Rogan exists. Right. Like, I mean, if you all consider yourself, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I... I I have a high opinion of this audience, and I think that uh, usually they're more aware of pop culture than I am. Because sure. I think I am very in the dark about pop culture, unless it involves somebody that existed a long time ago. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, I, I mean, I don't think I know a lot about this, but uh, I just he, didn't know that people, you know, like fucking you see Elon Musk on there smoking a blunt and the whole world freaks out. Right. I thought people would know about that. The numbers, the numbers definitely suggest that Joe Rogan is like more of a household name but uh there were definitely some quite a few people that i saw on twitter and uh that really did not know who he was yeah. and you were, were you were clueless. so mad at the end of that podcast i was like when i, I was, went when i went back <laughs> when i went back to like put the the theme music at the end i was like god kelly is genuinely angry about <laughs> no is it you no, like, you like shut down you're like pissed off for i was real. no it was okay i after because then i talked about it after we, we talked, after we about, talked it about it yeah but, but but no no i can understand that because it seems like that would be the case but i don't but i was I, surprised I, when i saw people reacting that way on twitter being like who is this joe rogan you well, speak of yeah joe rogan has been the podcast standard and i'm like not a normal person in this because i've been aware of non-radio broadcast stuff and been involved with it for like a long time. Yeah, sure. You know, so it's oh, just yeah. like, and he Lots was of like, don't even the know king. what a podcast is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that still Tons are. Of people don't know. Don't you? Conan podcasts. is still trying to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> lots of people don't know what podcasts <laughs> the are. The king of podcasts, Conan, is still trying yeah. to figure it out. No, he yeah. talks. He talks about it regularly <clears throat> on his podcast. He's like, I still don't know what a podcast. I still don't is. get it. Yeah, I still, don't, I still get it. don't get. Actually, there's a pretty good uh, episode with him and Paul Rubens talking about like how they don't understand what a podcast is. That's awesome. That's 
actually hilarious. I mean, that's cool that he's doing Check it that. Out. Uh, just to kind of like make light of that situation because that was really weird when they all of a sudden were like, he's the he's going to be the new king of podcasts. Oh, that's that's all like, that's all promo. That was somebody so strange. Said that. Somebody yeah, said it was. That? There was like a New Yorker article or something. There was like, there's a new guy in town. It's like, but it because was, it's it's successful for what he did. Yeah. Because they don't. It's like when you come in and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's easy to think you're the best. Right. Are you talking about Conan? Yeah. So, yeah. like, oh. his people and the people that follow him that aren't used to podcasts at all think, oh, my God, this is, ma- this is magic. He's, this, he must be the biggest podcaster in the world. Oh, sure. It's like, yeah, the, his buddies have been doing this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, they don't yeah. know. They, not, like, yeah. They've all not, been doing not it. That, not that, like, Conan's ever, like, is aware of, like, when, pe- when, ki- when the kids say clout. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, clout. I mean, but he, also, knows, he, he knows exactly what he is in this whole scheme of things. He knows he has a following. He has a Team Coco. Yeah, but That's also, Coco. Yeah, why, it's also, He's gonna why, be why should he know Healthy. about that? He's fucking Conan O'Brien. He lives in a world that we could never comprehend. Yeah, he has well, his he's, life. And he's, he's smart enough to listen to people. He's smart no, enough no, to listen he, to Team Coco. To, they, they, I'm sure they have been begging good, him to do a podcast for years. Good, yeah. yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> so much money he could have been making. Yeah. 100%. Dude, honestly, when he went to, it was a big deal when, I don't want to get too far into it. Please not. <laughs> I'm not going to. Carry but, on, though. But but when when he went to uh, TBS and started doing stuff like because he couldn't use a bunch of the stuff from like the NPC stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, he yeah. started coming up with new bits and things that are eventually now on the podcast. Like the fact that he uh, has his um, <laughs> assistant. <laughs> assistant. <laughs> it's funny. It's like <laughs> he has his assistant is like is like a character in his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had to write. It's like oh my god, stuff, yeah. he had to write new material. <laughs> He did. Like, he really did. It's like, oh no. Well, I mean, no. I mean, no, I mean no, he's, if, he's if you never... wrote ten years of stuff, and you can't ever put it up again. Well, yeah, no, it's like yeah. it, it, twenty I'm, years of stuff. I'm just saying, like, it's like he didn't. I, I never thought he was lacking material, but it's kind of sucks that, like, you know, he couldn't have some ongoing shit. But he like let it go, and he's always been a I guy. Never would have let go of the masturbating bear. Pause. Yeah. I don't think I would ever <laughs> let go of that. So like, wait, they wouldn't let him do bits or something. There are certain things he couldn't carry over to the when he went to TBS and he, and he left the NBS. Yeah, uh, 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 NBC, NBC, NBC owned all that stuff. Oh, but they owned like the like the footage of it. And no stuff? bits. No, his actual bits. The and, bits. Like, they owned the intellectual property. Intellectual. It's like if you made. How do you? That, that's normal. What? That's well, normal. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, what type of genius lawyer crafts? It's not that even. Contract? It's not even genius. When you're making a show every day, uh-huh. we were talking about SNL. Same shit. If you made an amazing character in SNL, SNL right. owns it. Yeah, yeah. SNL yeah. owns okay, Hans and Franz. Idea, yeah. You know, so it they couldn't make a movie without SNL right, or whatever right. it was. So how SNL is with the sketch comedy or Mad TV or whatever like yeah. that or yeah, because they're going to play or, it to sell it. Absolutely. So it still applies to a late night show. Yep. Oh, absolutely. A, so yep. Even if it was like Letterman's fucking does it float? Yeah, dude. Or something. It's even, it goes that. even farther, man. Like UCB and like the Groundlings and or like uh, Second City. If you went from there to SNL. They have contracts with those guys of that X amount of their next job goes can, back to the second city. Oh, and they can they own you a little bit yeah. whether your your popular character comes with you or not. Well, you are, you keep your characters, but they but it get came the, at a price for that platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pay for the, using their. That platform. makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense. sense, but it sounds weird to us. That makes sense. Fuck Lauren <laughs> Michaels. Uh, <laughs> Hey, listen, like, you know, there, there, anyway. there's a lot of Teddy Rileys in the world. Got him. <laughs> no, like, hey, oh, man, he's that, a nice guy at heart. He just gets. 
you know, they, they all occupied they with all, life. They all had I mean, like, I, contracts I, I, and shit. I, I think he's just like a captain of a ship. Like, uh, whether it's doing great <laughs> or it's doing cause, really bad. Yeah, situations. He's, he's been there the whole time. That's right. <laughs> that's swing, right. Go swing both ways. I mean, so that's not like, uh, I, I, I used to really hate on Stan Lee. Like, but like, <laughs> yeah. Stan Lee was like with Marvel. Sticking with it. When also, it was horrible. Also, and still, when it was doing great. Still, Fuck Stan Lee. What did you think Team about Kirby right someone here? Someone like uh, TLC, right? They they don't own shit. Mm-hmm. Don't you know, own every song they ever the le- wrote. Oh, I was like, the Learning Channel, no, no, they no, own no. a ton of shit. No, no, no. TLC, like the band. Yeah, like yeah. they can do what they can do, but they have to do these weird, weird, weird like live versions. And yeah, they don't even own really? that. They, they never, and that. they never really got back off the ground of as a group of people writing songs together. Homegirl passed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I it happens. Lauren, a, that happens a lot. I've, <laughs> I've, I've read that. Uh, I've read that. I think Lawrence Hills, Lawrence Hills Publishing, Lawrence Hills, Lawrence Hills Publishing, supposedly is. That kind of fucked up I too. Agree. Where supposedly that's why she is doing <laughs> like a lot of these rearrangements of her songs and shit. Because oh, supposedly really? like her rate, maybe her arrangement with her. I mean, this is alleged, but I was checking it's not. Out some a, it's shit not. Today. It's not alleged. Hey, because, man, it's hustle season facts. It, it makes it's it it's the part of the things that all of the musicians were mad at her about. Right. It's like right. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The, a big part of the pro, the promo of the album was that she had made it all by herself. She made it all by herself. And you go like, well, if you made it all by yourself, why don't you must be. Oh, you must you, be able to own it. Own yeah. You must be able to do something, right? Hence, and then, hence, but she didn't. Fucking you know? ass. <laughs> hence why the way that Liar. she the way that she remixes them all the time. It's like to almost claim ownership. It's, it's of the to shit. take the old music out. Kinda. And just to take it so all she out. She can kind of put some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're legal we, mix. Anyway, we're, we're hiding today. I, uh, you know, normal shit. They don't even know. Um, okay, so let's get into a couple I have some things. Stuff. Uh, go for it. Uh, fucking OJ. OJ on Twitter. This week in OJ. Uh, man, at this it point, at song. this point, I don't even know. I, I I don't even really even need to play this. Uh, we I, I'm gonna send you the link and we can put it in the fucking notes. But basically, OJ does a really shitty bit uh, that his daughter films. Now, there's another thing that I'm not too sure about is if the daughter that is filming these bits he does, like when he sprayed down his money he won at the golf course with Lysol at the beginning of the COVID thing. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's a daughter from Nicole Brown Simpson or not. I have no idea. And if it is, that makes this whole thing even weirder. Uh, So It probably isn't. He, (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's probably after. Uh, No, before. Before? Before, Before, because I don't know if he had any other kids after. Because that's crazy, uh, because if it's before, that would mean that kid is... Our age or older, totally. and is living with their dad. Oh yeah, though, yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's th- like a weird situation. Yeah, uh, they're probably a piece of shit too. But anyway, so OJ <laughs> story about yeah, yeah. Well, well, about, about who holds the camera. Sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, I, just, I digress. Two, I digress. Story. So anyway, back in the seventies, uh, OJ Simpson was uh, Hertz rental cars top. Endorser. He was in yes. all of the commercials. He yes. was their spokesperson. Yes. Well, because of the COVID nineteen crisis and everything, uh, Hertz Rental Cars has fallen on be- uh, hard times and is filing for bankruptcy. Ooh. Okay. So OJ, he has bits now. Hey, oh, he has bits. Bring them out. What? So, so this starts out with him like coming down into the living room while his daughter is filming, and he's got a suit on. Like it's like a very nice, like a three-piece suit and everything. It looks like the fucking acquittal suit from the fucking <laughs> trial. But anyway, he's got this fine suit, and he starts, like, riffing. And he's talking about, 
he does the spiel that I just said about how Hertz rental car is not doing too well. And not doing goes, so well. And he's like, and I thought, you know, you know, because I used to. And she's like, Dad. And he goes, oh, never mind. And he kind of like, well, it's like shitty acting. Oh and it's God. Just, but there, it was definitely something that he came downstairs, told his daughter they were going to do. A sketch, just like when he did the money Lysol thing. Uh-huh. But, like, fucking OG, it's like, it's like uh, T-Bird on Twitter. They have bits. Right. Like, these are personalities wow. that have bits. He, it was thought out. I, please, if you do not already subscribe to OJ on Twitter, you should. You know that it doesn't translate over... Over, uh, it doesn't because okay. it is such you a have bad. To see it. You yeah, have to see it's it. such a bad bit, and it is so. <laughs> it's not gonna be cool if I show it to you now. We're gonna, the Reggie's gonna go. Nah, okay, whatever. No, I like I but, like OJ, but, but we can't but, see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you see it, it's also I don't like OJ. Yeah, we don't. None of us like. OJ. I think it's incredible that he's just. He's it's like if Charles Manson got out and it was fine, and he was just like all over Twitter at this point in time, and in reality, right now, OJ Simpson. Is freer than Say I Say his am. name. He is in Las Vegas playing golf all the time, going out to restaurants. I haven't gone out to a restaurant since the beginning of March. Yeah. Vegas is trash, though. It doesn't matter. Well, OJ lives there. No, no, no shit. Yeah. Uh, trash. Yeah, man. It's just, this is topsy-turvy times. Topsy-turvy. Topsy-turvy. OJ, OJ's out here. A lot of y'all shouldn't be. Hey there, Twitter world. <laughs> hey there, hey, Twitter world. Hello, Yours Twitter world. Truly. Yours it's yours, oh, oh, and this one, when he comes in for the bit, you hear him saying that like before he is even in frame. <laughs> he says hello, He's like coming in. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, uh, it's like, hello, Twitter world. <laughs> yours truly. <laughs> like, Can't like, stop saying hey, yeah, I, I'm sure out there there's a mega reel. Of every post he's ever done since he started his account, I feel of just, like hey Twitter world. He's probably asked truly. his he's probably asked his daughter like you know should I should I change the welcome on the oh no video? no I don't even think that's brought up. Should I say should I say hey Twitter world? <laughs> is there, hello hey, Twitter, Twitter world. No 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 that is welcome. It's a spiel. He he used to be the spokesperson for Hertz rental cars, so he knows about advertising and that I kind guess. of stuff. I guess. I guess he does. <laughs> you I guess? Know. I don't think he does, actually. I don't know if he knows about advertising. According to his bit, guess he, it. He, <laughs> he, was, he was inferring that he could save Hertz rental car. Like, he was, the joke was, if I if they brought me back as, as the uh, salesperson, which actually, tell you the truth, if Hertz rental car did do that, I think they would get more business. Oh, of course. Just because it's ridiculous. I mean, they would go, it would go viral. Yeah, it would. And they would get more business, and they would get backlash, which would bring more business. Yeah, and I then think people would cry, and it would get more business. If, if one corporation <laughs> yeah. was willing to take the hit, like if one was on their way out, about to file bankruptcy, and they're like, let's just go one Hail Mary. Go OJ. Yeah, one yeah, Hail yeah, Mary. Yeah, like, and let's fucking you know get what? OJ. Just to see what happens. Like, worst thing, fucking, uh, what's his Bain or whatever it is, uh, Capital buys us or whatever. You know? Oh, oh, yeah, Bain Capital. Yeah, yeah, Bain Capital buys us and we're sold out, whatever. Let's just, one Hail Mary here. Maybe That's we get OJ to be our spokesperson and just sure. see what the fuck happens. Yeah. What do we got to lose? He's he's the per- he's like such an amazing piece of our history. Yeah. It's just like, he was found innocent. It's like, That's I the end. Why, yeah, can't he, why can't he be in a commercial? I don't think look, he's a great person. You look at him and, with big eyes. If you said James, <laughs> if you go, James, will <laughs> you... You have an invitation to go eat dinner with O.J. Simpson. 
I would take it. I'm saying, listen. At, uh, uh, l- l- how could I you not you. take that? James, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Look, I said it before. Ask him about I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Look, all this filth, floor, and filth going on filth, out here filth. that's happening to all of our people out here, I say, celebrate OJ. He made it through. <laughs> he survived? He made, he made it. it. He survived. He he's, a survived. He survived the murder. He survived. He's a survivor. I don't know about that. He, Kelly. He was, what was the name of the guy? What, that, was, that, was, that, was all, that was all Kelly right there. Trying, trying to make the joke happen. I heard. Destiny's Child, they wrote the song about him. He's a survivor. He's a survivor. Survivor. Keep on surviving. Definitely an independent woman. Look, they, uh, I'm just saying he made it through. He went to he he got acquitted, first of all. He was found not guilty. We all know he did it, but he still made it through. Hey, when you're when you're wrong, you're wrong. The guy didn't do it. And then uh and then also and then he went to jail for another crime, but all he was trying to do was get his stuff. He was just trying to get his stuff he back. He was just trying That's to get all his he was stuff. trying to do. All he was trying to do was get his stuff back. That's it. I mean, he's I've, more, I've, done, I've done that before. I've gotten my stuff listen, before. Listen, man. Listen, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, and he, he's listen, only accused of... I the, think, though... I think somebody else actually owned his stuff. I think it was like a... a I, that's I probably I think, true. I think he was in the wrong. In Look, no, no. Probably was. Just oh, in that one... Listen, first he of all, was... Uh, hold up, hold up. A court of law decided that he was guilty, and he went, he went and served his time. Also, a court of law decided that he did not... Brutally murder and nearly decapitate his wife and her friend. Listen, when white and, people and he get was away not, with and it, he was it's not, fine. And hey, no, he got away with. It. I never said he yes. he murdered anybody. Right. Okay. I said he was acquitted of of he was acquitted of nearly decapitating his loving wife of many years who he had children with separated and her two, friend. James, yeah. James, James. Separated, yeah. I think he was But just... then in Las Vegas, he was in the wrong. He was... He Las was Vegas, he was in the wrong. He I mean, he earned, he earned those trophies, he but did he did not time. own them. He did. That's right. He earned them, but he did not own them. But, like, he did his time. And he's out. And therefore, he's a survivor. He's a survivor. He's, he's a, a survivor. man. I say... Leave OJ alone. I mean, I feel like yeah. I think it's been we should we should really recognize that like ownership. It's a it's a goddamn mood. It's a mood. Yeah. It's a mood. It's a vibe. And OJ's vibe is a vibe. Why I he owned that shit. Let him feel his vibe. He felt. I mean, he felt he owned that shit. He did. Hey, yeah. Can I just say, everybody? Can we just have an OJ moment? You know what? It, de- it he definitely brings out the salt in me. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the, the my salty, he brings out my saltiest he version of out, myself. He, he raises your blood pressure. He brings out my I can yeah. do it attitude. Though. Like his ver- his whole situation brings out. It's just like, look, man, if y'all want to, if y'all want to throw the justice system in our face about how great it is, right? Then it must be all good. Dude, it must be. It must that. be all good. No, Let him be on on TV. When OJ was in that fucking Bronco, he was in and booking it. It must be we, all good. We were like, we were like, the last thing in our heads was he's gonna get away with whatever he did. Totally, you know? I remember watching it, it and having then, no you know idea what, what was but, happening. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I watched but it every day. But you know day. what? OJ knew. He knew. He knew. He knew he was gonna make it. He knew everything was gonna be did. good. You know I, what? I was no, watching he... it at school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we watched the verdict happen at school. You know, I in, came in, AP, I think, in AP government class. I was watching too. We watched it in the library. We watched it in the library. I think once. Everybody learned who Mark Furman was. <laughs> it was over. Yeah, it was over. And it was over. It was a completely different story. Well, how about they had they had no evidence. Mark Furman shows up. He has bag of evidence. He ruins. <laughs> yeah. He ruins everything. Yeah. He ruined, he ruined everything. No, the thing was is that the shit was going in their direction yep. until Mark Furman That's showed right. up. And Mark, Mark Furman, Furman ruined, ruined everything because <laughs> he was like, 
Well, yeah, I did say nigger once. It's like that. It's like, and then they were. I mean, and then they I played the recording of it over and over and over and over again. And he's like, that's just not. It's not really true though. And then, and then that shit fucked up the whole thing. He he snitched. He snitched on them. They brought him in to help, and then yeah. he snitched on. And then he snitched on. Because he was it worse. Because he was like, I mean, I only got written up. 75 times for beating up black people. I yeah, don't see the problem. I, I, I don't see what the problem is. That does not no reflection on my they record. Could've, they could have won. They could have put him away if they just never called Mark Furman. Yep. Yeah. Never called him in. Yeah. Yeah, that just, never that just, called him. Dude, they had all t- they had circumstantial evidence out the fucking ass. Yeah, dude. that look, that like, that opened oh the proverbial God. case of or can of it. It, it did it. It opened it up. Yeah, yeah. They got greedy though. Shout they out. got fucking greedy. Yeah, shout out to Mark Furman, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Mad big ups to Mark Furman. Mad, Mad big premature ups. big can ups can, to Mark Furman. Can you imagine how horrified he is that he knows he's the reason why a black man got off? Got off? Yeah, he's murder. On, and also, he's probably as horrified. A, as like I don't a think super, he has a super, no. <laughs> a super racist dude, think about this. He thought he was going to go in there being the fucking hero of racist white people. He thought he's he gonna, was. He's yeah. like, he's like, guess what? I'm about to take I'm this motherfucker this down. Fucking away, yeah. man. And then what happens? Every fucking white supremacist in America wants to fucking murder him. Yep. <laughs> it's like, how do you fuck up a dude chopping off his wife's head? Man. Like, how do you do that? Lie, cheat, and lie, steal. Cheat. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe OJ was right. He's OJ, man. You can't do he's it. He's not black. We you know can't, that. You OJ. can't do it to him. He's not a regular guy. <laughs> somebody you tell know Joe saying? Biden he's not black. For somebody, somebody tell him, look, you ain't black, man. And look, he's, he's OJ. OJ. He's, he's he literally, OJ. He's, there's things that he did that no, night. James, have you seen this? There's things that he did that night with his injuries from football that should not have been possible. He was able to. Leave. Well, he didn't do it. He was able to leave. Fit. Oh, he didn't do it. Well, That's there was, was that other guy. What's that guy's no, name? Carl or something? It's over. Or? There it is. It's What's over that guy's name? Carl. Carl Cato. No, the guy that. Oh, remember AC when he did that AC interview? No, that's the guy that drove the car. Remember when he did that interview with yeah, that girl, and he's like, Carl, <laughs> if, if I did it. Oh, oh the, after. You mean way after. Way he was after. saying he was hypothetical. Carl, right? Carl, Carl was a hypothetical person. <laughs> yeah. Carl. Oh, well, Carl was there. And, you know, <laughs> Carl saw him getting this karate stance. Carl's and real. Carl just, you know, he went crazy with that knife. Carl is real. So, that, I mean, we, 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 we figured it out. We figured it all out. So, uh, you know, hey. Shouts out to OJ. Fucking yeah. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, okay, so let me move forward here. It's not a lot going on. Most of the news is so. Uh, so uh. Um, so uh, I want to get into get into that uh, that article you sent us earlier. What the director with a cool name? Oh, um, oh yeah, Kirby Dick. Yeah, dude. Can I just say, like, in the name of dick names, like Dick Wolf, that are awesome, Kirby Dick is like, hey, I got a Kirby, Kirby Dick. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're about to yeah. say Kirby. Is, is that what you're talking <laughs> Yeah, wow. that's what I'm trying to say. This almost that, sounds like Kirby, a, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, that, well, I'm yeah. just saying that's a unique name when you're in show business, and a lot of people have not, you have doctored names, you know, they, like, shorten stuff or whatever. And he kept or changed, morphed into Kirby Dick. I mean, that's that's a... That's a, that's a whole you. thing right there, man. I tell you, that's <laughs> fucking uh, Kirby Dick is your name. That's quite a pool. Yeah, and he he's a director. He he runs shit. Yeah. Uh, did and you... this has to do with sexual assault. Listen, man, I'm just gonna be honest. 
once I realized, once I read the name Kirby Dick, that's all I looked for in the article, and I kind of, I just know it has to do with Russell Simmons and some okay. Me Too stuff. Just making sure. Okay. But so I you think did it's not I, this is, no. The but I got the. Oh gist my god! Of, can we get to it? James, can you stop speculating about it? <laughs> no, wait, hold on. No, 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 this is all about the whole Russell Simmons accusation. Okay, okay let him let him let him talk about it. <laughs> all right, just real quick, real quick, real quick before. Okay, so yes, uh, Kirby Dick and Amy Ziering uh, are making the or they made the documentary. On uh, called on the record, directors uh, talk sexual assault in the music industry, and uh, I don't know. Did you guys actually read the article or anything about? It? No, of course not. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we want, we want your take of it. That's all we care about. Oh, I've, well, I appreciate it. I don't have a whole lot to say. It's I think it is a little interesting how Oprah was involved with this initially, and then she backed out along with Apple. Who was actually like a pretty big sponsor for this right. movie? Because you know, I, I don't the I don't like the idea of creating a huge narrative using accusations. You know, you have to add whether or not these people were found guilty or whether you know, like and the context. The of context it in their of lives. it is just like it's just like a list of accusations is pretty much meaningless. You can and think also, of any any person. Also, you know. I think a lot of that is like. You know the power structure of the whole thing. Like, what's the dynamic between the two people? Are they right. Equals? There's a lot. There's a lot Is going it, on. Does one person yes. have much more to gain than the other person? Yeah, it's, like, it's a lot. Know. It's a lot going on, and uh, it always feels weird when you're packaging pain. You know, for packaging pain, 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 pain for gain for gain, right? Yeah, man. It's just like, well, let's let me try to. I'm gonna stitch together a bunch of horrible shit. And make that an article that get X amount of clicks. Yeah. What is your motivation? Are you really trying to help people, not, or are you trying to further your own shit? Well, that's that's kind of what threw me off initially, just because uh, Amy Ziering, one of the directors, uh, they asked the first question. This is an article in Rolling Stone with that I sent to the uh, Hustle season thread, and it, they asked them why uh, to make Drew Dixon, who is the uh, one of the music executives that used to work with. Russell Simmons, they asked, uh, you know, why do you why do you want to make her story the backbone of the documentary? And they said, in the wake of Me Too, our phones started ringing, and we decided to jump in and start collecting stories. We were doing many interviews with women in many, many different industries. So the way, it, I mean, just the way, I, and this is out of context or whatever, I'm just, like, trying to say, just the way it even starts off, which is saying they were kind of collecting stories, and then they just kind of <sighs> ended up going in this direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough it's tough because it's like they're not police officers. Right. They aren't detectives and they don't have they're not vetting the truth of anything. And they say, you know, like but and it's it fucked up cuz it puts us in a fucked up position to like you're talking about it cuz you like yeah. believe women women being a, a movement that's very important. Right. You know, and me just for me personally, you know, there's like Sexual violence and things and stuff that has come really close to me with, like, yeah. you know, dramatic things with my personal family and friends. Right. So when I see yep. when I see this this kind of shit, it definitely makes me feel feel kind of fucked up. Right. You yeah. know, because it's like they aren't they aren't solving a crime, they aren't helping the victims. Right. They aren't. I think that's the dealing key thing. with it. I think that's the key thing right there. Yeah. Like with especially with a lot of celebrities and. I'm not an expert on this or anything, but just from uh, what I see with, like, different motivations on, like, somebody like like Rose McGowan, I think, is somebody that actually does stuff, even as misguided as some of her actions might seem. I think she actually does stuff because she wants to help people. Yeah, agree. I think she really, she's had, I 
definitely believe she's had some very fucked up shit happen to her in her life, and I think that she really wants to help other women not go through that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I think there's also people like, uh, what was the girl from Charmed? Or, uh, oh, Rose, uh, Rose McGowan. No, no, Al- Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Milano. Or not Charmed, or the others, or maybe she was that. Julian Charmed. Alyssa Milano is one that I believe that things happened to her that were out of pocket completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way she's going about it is not in the way of, I'm not totally convinced that she really is into it to help other women out. I, yeah, and, it's, a and tough, because, it's a tough feeling. Because also, because, because somebody like Rosa McGowan has always kind of, like, whenever she could, kind of, sp- she kind of would be like, somebody would be like, oh, wow, what's wrong with her, you know? And, like, now we kind of know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alyssa Milano kind of just started speaking up about things when it was convenient. And also, conveniently now, like, does not speak out about certain people depending on their political alignment or, like, whatever. Right. And I feel like... If you're a, if you're a victim that wants to help other victims, I think you would be like you'd kind of seem a little bit crazy because you know you really you're dealing with shit yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you are really just want to help other people. When it starts to be really calculated and stuff like that, and almost like there's a uh, uh, a media person behind it, marketing person behind your fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I, I does it loses validity with me. Right, right. That might what? seem shallow. I'm that, sorry if it does, kinda, but like I, that's just kind of how I feel. That kind of goes along when you know, because uh, Lisa Milano's in that show now that we, I, I watched not too long ago. It's about the. The uh, the pageant girl with the gay coach and the yeah 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 she was in that she's in that thing as like pretty much a Republican yeah well no, she's not a Republican she's like kind of like a reformed white trash oh wow. yeah yeah what character. show what's the, you don't you don't remember the name of the show I can't it remember was a right Netflix now. show and it was like a beauty queen it was like wasn't it like a fat chick yeah gets, like, fat beautiful, chick who got loses who got, weight who and gets lost beautiful. weight oh. and started pageanting she was like a you know and it's a, it's like a it's a real uh, uh, it's a drama, but it's like a weird. Gabe likes a lot of dumb programming shit. aimed you, towards women. You do, uh, I mean, you like dude, he Darby? loves girl shit. I like, like I love. He I, likes I, not like rom coms, the I sad like all the ones. Shit. I mean, I mean, I've, I've been watching a bunch of shit. That that shit. one. What's the one with Kelly Bundy and like she accidentally murders somebody's husband oh, and becomes best friends uh, with her. That's some other like, shit you watch. You watch like, the I one. Hope you die or something like that. You watch that, that yeah, other I've show. That. The other show, uh, which I've watched some of with you, which is actually really good. But the the girl that was on Lucky Louie. What you like something that's about girls? What is this? <laughs> no, well, it's James not. Fun. Like, it's actually pretty good. No, not yeah. fun girl stuff. This is like a mom and her daughters. Uh, but the, the girl that was on Lucky Louie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Better things. Better things. That's, that's that awesome. is depressing as fuck. I love that show though. That's great. It, it just, is it's, really good. It's gone in a different direction because Louie used to write that show. Oh, I watched really? He used to write that shit, but I, she's I she does show all the show about a bunch of girls. Yeah, well, hmm. I mean, well, no, what, well, well, yeah, but okay, what were you saying? Anyway, what are you talking? Y'all are not talking yeah, about yeah, shit no. right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> just wanted to like uh, call me out on a right bunch there. of things. Yeah, no, just calling out random I'm shows. Sorry, what were you talking about? I just want to interrupt whatever I was saying, and then that brings it back to what I was talking about. Palette when it comes to shows. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If we want to talk about what we're watching right now, I watched the Jordan documentary finally. Nice. Yeah, we're not there yet. So, anyways, you can't do it. No, not yet. I didn't. One second. He's going to devote a whole section to that. One second. Anyways, I this documentary the about mm. Russell Simmons yeah. uh, and the executive Drew Dixon. It's called On the Record. I believe it's coming out pretty soon. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm definitely skeptical about it. I definitely am feeling a little bit of the Leaving Neverland vibe-ish that was kind trash. of uh, th- kind of thing behind it. But I'm going to check it out because, um, you know, it, I'm, I do like Russell Simmons. That, and yeah. I do want to see what like what they're talking about in this for sure. I would love to see it, but I love this. I, I uh, it's going to be HBO even, Max. Even I with think. all that I just said, so, I don't have much faith in just in general. Like like rappers in the eighties were not like don't have the best track record for being you know really nice to women. Well, you, well that is good. that's good because Russell Simmons is not a rapper. Well, yeah, he yeah, managed no. a bunch rapper. of rappers. He did. <laughs> he ran he did a manage. record label yeah. where a bunch of rappers worked for him. So that's like beyond that, though. He like, I mean, even if that shit happens, like it's still people associate it with him. Yeah, rep- like he's going to represent that, like I just did. Yeah, right. Exactly. And just, people that matter more in the world than me make even bigger assumptions than that. So I'm just, you know. You're just one man. I'm just one man. I'm just trying to stay like, educate yourself. It's just a man saying random stuff. I just told you, I don't say something wrong. And it's like, I don't completely believe any the girls or the guys or anything until you hear the whole story. But it does not look good against him because he's like not representing a demographic that is exactly like woke to the needs of women and shit like that historically. I watched something really. Just talking about stuff we watched. Let's go to that. Yeah, I, saw, I watched uh, that, the thing of one episode of the shit Trial by Media on Netflix. Oh yeah, I was. And it's try very. To watch sim- that. It's a very similar idea to what we're talking about. It's about this guy who uh, was brought on to the Jenny Jones show, uh, yes. one of those secret crush shows. Yes. And yes. his best friend, two of his best friends, go uh, yeah. on the show and yeah. they bring him on. And they're like, "Oh, someone here's got a crush on you." Yes. And it turns it's out it was the dude. dude. I yes, remember that yes. story. He was a yeah. dude. And then after you know they show it all plays out. Yep. Afterwards, the guy keeps sending him notes and love notes. Eventually, the guy murders. That's right. right. Yeah. He murders him. Yep. Jenny Jones goes on trial. Yep. They put they they get found. Of course, you know not responsible for it all. Right. But you know they show Jimmy Jenny Jones on the court and on court TV. Yeah. All right. Yep. And it, and the, what they talk about. A big part of this, but also this show has many episodes of different types of media deaths. Yes, it's oh, not just it's the not one. It's not just her show. Nope, it's the oh. Jenny Jones show, and then there's a completely another case. I want to watch. And what's, it, what's, it called, what's it called? Trial, it's called by, media. Trial by Media, and it's incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they talk about the thing that's important about it, which we're kind of slowly at, getting at is court TV. It was owned by the same people that own the Jenny Jones show. So the Jenny Jones show goes under fire and is getting so-called sued about and Court TV just films the whole thing. Wow. So now they got a second Jenny Jones show. So Jenny oh. Jones just goes on TV on Court TV and does her same spiel, except now there are real lawyers involved. And wow. it looks like people's court. It looks like a TV show. Right. Oh, but it's no. now it's a real court and court TV's making money. So like Warner Brothers or whatever the company it is was making money on the front end and back end and wow. a guy has been murdered. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So that's kind of what we're kind of hitting at with these these so-called documentaries. It's like you you end up making a story. You have to make a story. Mm-hmm. Right. And that doesn't necessarily fr- is the necessarily the truth of what happened? Right. Other than you, it's just a narrative. Yeah, you link you link a bunch of facts together yes. and cre- to create a narrative. Yes. Yeah. So what's funny is it's the same facts can exist within so many different narratives. Well, those with how the, you present them, and man. that's what court is, right? That's what it is. That's, everyone's well, got the well, same I was, facts. And I was saying about well, yeah. also the what I'm intending though is documentaries. Well, it's like, documentaries. documentaries. Is the same. That's exactly what I'm getting at. It's just like you, you have, to make something compelling as a documentary. 
doesn't necessarily mean you got the most truthful version of what happened. Or that Absolutely. you're... It's just or the most compelling version of what happened. Yeah, compelling is what is the your payoff. Passion, yes. Your passion doesn't even have to lie in the subject. It's nope. just in the narrative that you're trying so, to portray. So, really. Reggie, in that in that show, you said they did other... Did they do... Because I remember there was a uh, to catch a predator thing that happened where a guy killed himself. I yes. think within. Oh, a, I think maybe like that was on there. Day of that happening or something like. I, I or haven't. He I did haven't, it, or he had a gun with him and he did. Something. No, it was there was something like that. That was the first thing you said. Yeah, I, remember I haven't that, seen though. any of the ep- other episodes, but I know that there's many of them. Yeah. So it's worth checking out for everybody, and it's a really good to think about with all this true crime shit that's coming out. At least think about true crime podcasts. Yeah. You got true crime. You know, starting with serial, right? You got. All these things that have become regular people being detectives. Yep. And there's been good and bad results from that, and, you know? Well, <laughs> and, and, and I listen to a lot of these true crime things. And can I just say something? I think a lot of this is regular, normal people are not comfortable with just admitting the fact that they are fascinated by gruesome, horrible uh, the lowest of low of the human fucking race. Right. Like, they, like, people, true crime podcasts are the hottest, one of the hottest things out there. And I, last night, listened to a thing about a guy who, like, murdered and ra- brutally raped women and then cut them up and fucking dissolved them in acid. Mm-hmm. Got, like, and the leading demographic I found out that is into true crime stuff is, like, women. Regular. Yeah. Basic bitches. Right. What? <laughs> what? That was that took a turn, man. You should edit that. You sound like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> no, keep no, it, keep it. Yeah. Well, no, that was, no, no. You sound like a fucking bitch, asshole. Basic bitch is a term that only girls basic use. bitches like true crime. We've been talking about it well, for hours. Reggie, hey, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie, Reggie, calm your pussy you know, down I for just a second. Calm the fucking down, down, bitch. I'm no, just saying. Uh, Basic bitch is a term, you know, Shut that up. is used all the time. Ba- basic. basic bitch. I've heard it. I've heard, yeah, it. I've heard, I heard it. it by Becky's <laughs> and fucking what's the other white Karen's? girl that Karen's? Yeah, all these people say it. Rhonda as well. You don't, Reggie, you never heard this like. Of course I've heard it. Bitch. I said you sound like an idiot. <laughs> okay, course. well, anyway. Go, in the bro. context. But I am letting it go. In the context, though, my name. All I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying, man, is that is that listening, if a chick that listens to uh, true crime podcast at one time may have been edgy and interesting. Now it's just like, okay, whatever. All right. Are you into anything else? Like, it's like a common fucking thing. It's very, it's very common. I mean, it's very common. But I what my I, main point at the origin, uh, okay. at the beginning of this was just that it's people, I feel like people aren't, aren't, aren't cool with admitting that they are fine with normalized extreme violence. Right. I, I, I can see that. We, I mean, you know, that's like a, it seems like it's a guilty pleasure. It's kind of irrelevant because movies are violent. It's, it doesn't mean that doesn't really mean shit. But I think because if it's but real, it's real though, stuff, but it's though, real, man, it's 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 getting entertainment. Off I mean, of just like looking of at a car accident is tragedy. Real. But people still don't even like them. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But 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 if somebody, if I came into uh, a party and was like, "Hey, man, let's watch some like real videos of people that have died in car accidents." Opposed to me going, hey, there's this really good like m- like thriller serial killer murder series we right, should watch. Right, like because one is in art and one is like might be the actual aftermath of a real serial killer. You know, like it's disgusting and awful. They, and they got different. They, and they have different viewpoints. But like, I'm just saying, like that one thing changes it. But it's still the same part of your brain that I guess is uh, stimulated by it. Is still it's still the same. I don't know. I think girls can be into worse things. 
Like, I mean, well, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I'm, I'm the talking girl about thing the now, pinpoint like, thing. He's like a dickhead. Do we you do? know, uh, like I get everybody. You know, I think SBU and all the shows we watch are when I call somebody bitches. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm beyond gender. You know that, right? I love bitches. Oh, so you I mean basic? Of, oh, so you mean basic bitch people? Like, I'm not. Listen, I think I thought you guys knew I was like sexually uh, advanced enough to where I when I say like bitch or he's got tits. or you know something else <laughs> like a you know yeah I got them they're <laughs> delicious. Uh, when I, but when I say anything like that, it's not. It's beyond that type of stuff. Like I'm not. That antiquated. Sexually advanced. I mean, if up. I call you a bitch, that does not mean that's that's not your, you. Mean that's nothing to do with your gender. Bi- okay. No, basic, that's not what you said before. Bit- Clean it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I said women. You said you women, and, and you returned it and with basic, basic bitches. bitches. So okay, then, yeah, that's cool too. I'm fine with that. Okay, but you. Well, that's two different statements, James. That's two different. One. That's two that's different. Because that means I, I that means didn't mean women. Basic bitches. I don't think is being. It's not. You know, like I didn't say something way worse than that. Like no, no, no. That's like that's like that is. Very and that's also that's like network TV basic cable terminology at this point. I'm not being like is fucking it? yeah. It is. Basic oh. bitches is no, that yes used it on? Is. No. Yes, it is. I've no, I've never heard basic. Oh, look, look, I, look, look. I know exactly what basic bitches are. I'll say you like your delivery style was like. It, it was not. It was, it was not, not. There was, it no, wasn't there was no finesse cool. to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah there was nothing it. intelligent sound. Oh, oh you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you leaned in on the. Yeah, he's like, basic. There was nothing. There was nothing. The content. There's nothing sophisticated about it. I know what it is. No, I know. I know what. We've all heard the word before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be. Edgy. Oh, okay. Well, this no, is just no. how I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. This is just how I am. That's how it felt to me. Nice. I mean, I can't. Uh, I can't. I'll, I'll throw in a basic bitch in my, you know, in my flow wherever I wanted to. But like, yeah, uh, Gabe says sure. way worse <laughs> stuff than basic. Bitch. That's true. That's true. That's true. We are talking about the delivery. Yeah, we talking talk about delivery right now. Yeah, but <laughs> Gabe was talking about delivery. <laughs> but what you guys were saying though, that almost that still just brings it back to brings it back to the Russell Simmons thing because them starting off by saying. We just started doing interviews with people because Randomly. the me too because the me too thing was happening. We're <laughs> just trying like, to capitalize. On we're it. just like <laughs> yeah. finding, I'm just like really. This is how y'all started into yes. this fucking shit. That's I'm like that's how you started this documentary. I'm like you kind of losing me already. But I'm like ah well you know. And also I don't have HBO Max, so I probably won't watch. It's it. tough to have a, doc- all, a real yeah. documentary without the people involved involved in it. True. You know it's just like some unauthorized yeah like searching on the internet. And type for, of it's documentary. also super <laughs> insensitive to be like, oh, this fad of actually listening to women. And that's what, it's, that's, yeah, that's what I feel like, about it. Because, Yo, dude, that is so and it's, fucked and up. And it's honestly because they've had they've had a couple other documentaries that you know have dealt with sexual assaults, but it's almost like this is like their genre or yeah, something. It's for it's, it's, profit it's against very, sexual assault. It's, 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 it's like you already threw me off right there with that. So, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely skeptical of that. Yeah. And uh, I want to get something out of the way, though. So HBO Max is like a... Um, so it's it's the new app. <sighs> well, no, no, look, look, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's the like, one on Hulu. Is, okay, here's what I know. Here's what I here's what I from my you know my own thing. It used to be on HBO. Uh, was it HBO Now or HBO Go? Okay, HBO was, Now HBO. was the one that we had through. Yeah, I had the PlayStation. So app. HBO was, Now is live. So HBO, HBO Go now, is there. Well, digital. HBO Now was yeah, yeah. HBO Now is what we had. HBO yeah. Now was saved on my phone and everything, and I've I've had it saved mm-hmm. just even though yep. I wasn't using it. But I just noticed that the icon like updated and changed to HBO Max. Max. Yeah, HBO Max. From what I understand, was there they were making a streaming service like Netflix oh. that included other stuff. 
like HBO plus Looney Tunes plus some sort of yes, sports shit. Yes, I've been seeing ads some, yeah. everywhere now about okay. HBO stuff they that has non-HBO content. So they, they did acquire the, yeah. other things. No, okay. there have been. I've I've heard a bunch of stuff they're just, they're putting out besides this incredible content that <laughs> Kay, uh, Kelly brought up. <laughs> <laughs> They've been, they're planning on putting out basic content. They're planning on putting out other stuff content. as well. Bitch. <laughs> basic bitch content. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's exactly what I meant. Uh, they're starting a subcategory for that on the uh, app. Yeah. Basic bitch content. <laughs> yeah. It's normal. They should. BBC, that's the name of the episode, right? <laughs> what would be on there? Survivor? <laughs> yeah. <it's all> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sex on the Beach. X on the Beach. Any of those. Uh, What's the one with the third wheel? The third wheel. The one that's just a number Blind and a day fiancé. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 90 day fiance. 90-day fiance. Making How, up 90-day fiance. However, that bitch got a the groove bachelor. back, you know? Oh, yeah. All of those. <laughs> Everybody's getting their groove back. World Series of Poker. <laughs> You can put that on there? I don't know. It's kind of boring. <laughs> Tell the basic Jen- bitches to watch Jennifer- that. No, no, no. We talk, I'm talking Jennifer about Jennifer Tilly. Go ahead, Jennifer Tilly. Basic bitches Yankee definitely candles. love poker. Yankee candles. You, most people Jersey that, Shore. Most people that even play poker dress horribly. That's some basic bitch shit right there. If you're wearing like... I know a, sax, wearing, plus, I know a sax player that dresses like he's the world champion of... <laughs> If you're wearing a bowling shirt to a poker match, you're already starting life off wrong. I mean, in my opinion, you got flames all over your shirt. You got flames all over your shirt, and <laughs> and you're trying to like you're trying to like not send any kind of like signals and shit at the table. On. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, but man. the sunglasses are like shitty Oakleys. Well, what you got hey, against hey, bowling hey. shirts, man? Look, man. Anyway, silk bowling shirts. With Drummers are the same them. too. They dress like shit too. I'm not going to get into it though. But anyways, let's get Shorts. let's get out of here. <laughs> well, so we got anything else? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. We can hold off. Gabe wants to talk about something. What's up? Is there anything else you to. want to talk about? I don't know. I, I just, uh, oh, the couple things I, I had was uh, I watched a couple things. Of, I watched, uh, we don't want to talk about them, but I watched the Jordan documentary. Yes, Last Dance. Yes. What did you think of it? I I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, did you, you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing in a day. How oh, many? hell yeah. You that watched it more shit. than it was, one it was, day. It was, it was, it was all. It was I'm gonna all, rewatch it. It was all. I, I watched um, the first part again to show a friend. Oh like yeah, the, yeah. Like later you watched, on. You took more than a day to watch that. There were multiple days of Michael Jordan on the TV here. Okay, maybe it was a day and a half, but it was all my like my two days off Dude, that I it, have. I, oh, okay. You watched so much of it that I decided I did not need to watch it because Do you saw it a was, lot of it. How many parts of it? Ten parts. Ten parts. I by watching. Uh, 40% of one of them realized I have not enough interest in basketball or Michael Jordan to watch it. Yeah. But the documentary looked really, really well made. Have you watched and the parts that I watched bro? were actually interesting. There's a they lot were of cool. interesting shit. It's great. It's just not for James Serretis. Yeah, but cool. I, I give it a thumbs up as if you fucking like that shit. That it, it is very well made. I gotta like say, the, the, the man likes a beret. Who? Michael? Michael he Jordan. Was, he oh, that was a beret, man. That was 90s all day, man. Yeah. He was still rocking Mad that shit, people though, were rocking the backwards, the backwards I mean, I, I, I see what you see with the fashion, yeah. and like you said, the music at some point. Yep, Samuel there's Jackson. A, yeah. There was, a, there was a point where he, uh, like, they did, like, um, some sort of, like, little, like, whole segment of, like, him just, like, they're like, and Michael went crazy. And then it was just, like, a huge montage of him just dunking, dunking, and just, like, doing awesome shit. Oh, And yeah. they played Party Man. By Prince. Yeah, that was oh, great. of course. That was great. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> know Kelly great. saw that. I was, that was like, you, 
I know because you were the, because they were doing the, the hits of the time. Beca- because the music, because the music that they picked though was like whatever they used. That well, was left our Kelly like, out. Tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, they did. They did. They had an ep- two, they almost did. two episodes about Space Jam, they and R. Kelly didn't come up. And Mar- no R. Kelly in there. <laughs> they tried God. to. I think they. I stayed, loved it. I think they stayed away from Space Jam though a good enough amount because uh, no, well, honestly, you know what I liked about it, and it's also what I like all about Jordan. And everything is the fact that they. Uh, like they show that like how much he was devoted to the game. Like he's yeah. he even talk about like oh, yeah. uh, the practice and oh yeah the practice and just how much he just like uh, he had a um, <laughs> he just wanted to win so bad. And he didn't want to be political about anything too. No, no, no political. Shit. No, he put it on right on the That's table right. how he was and how you dealt with him. And anybody that really dealt with him like that came that came across like. Even just trying to be funny with him, but you yeah. didn't know him. Right. He's ready to mop you up. He will put you on a list. He was the most petty. He was the most petty. Super competitive. Uh, uh, basketball well, that's, player that's for why, real. Because he that's, knew he could come back and kick your ass. Like, that was the thing. That's well, honestly, he was like, dude, that's what made him so good. And that's what's cool about documentary is like, because I, as a kid, because I was just like, okay, I was born '89, so when all that shit was going on, I was really young, and all I know Michael Jordan as. You know, was and you know from the I shoes would, and shit. Really, the shoes. Like, I mean, I just, well, first of all, I was a huge Space Jam fan, but I just know he mm-hmm. was the greatest bass <laughs> bass player. Nice. I, I just knew he was the greatest basketball player alive. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yes. I just know him from winning. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 That's right. That's all I know him from. You're just like Michael Jordan won again this year. Yeah. yeah no, he just he he's the guy who wins all the time. He's, he's the guy uh, who won. When you watch, he did baseball for a little bit. That was weird, but then he came back and won again. Yeah. It yeah. Feels, in the way his game was, all those jump shots. If you watch a game, it's just like I guess he doesn't miss shots. I guess well, he just doesn't miss. No. <laughs> ever. I, mean, I like I like the way the um the uh. The other players that played against him talk about him. Though. That's how you know his greatness. Mm-hmm. That's how you know, though. Yeah. Like and Charles Barkley and Magic Johnson, dudes, Larry Bird. Yeah, no, they're just like yo. He was there. even then when they're like when he was losing. Like when we beat him, we knew he was. He was the awesome. shit. We knew he just didn't have no other players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was by mm-hmm. himself, almost winning. So yeah. it was it was cool progression, and then you you got to know all the politics behind uh, how a team. It's almost like a band. Yeah, it is. But like. All the politics I think that's, that goes around. That's, yeah. that's said a lot. And when honestly, they, when they talk about the yeah. business of it, and, and but everybody counts. Either, even with the dumb motherfucker who puts it all together, mm-hmm. everybody counts. In he a definitely way. counts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was a genius. He just got he just got ahead of himself. He was mad that Michael Jordan, Jerry Krause, he got mad oh, that yeah. Michael Jordan was f- so famous. Uh-huh. Basketball players had not gotten famous except well, for Magic Johnson no. and four other basketball players. Period. I don't think it was. I you don't know? think he was. I don't think he I was think mad. So. I don't think he was mad at Jordan being famous. I think he was mad that they that every all of them got more famous than them talking about how he put the whole thing together. Right. I, I love that. I, was it because he's he really wanted that credit so bad that he was like, it's he was bullshit. Like, I found all the guys. Yeah. I did all this. It's like, yeah, great. You're an executive. But like, you should, but, and then the fact that he said at that one thing, he was like, he was like, yeah, but I mean, but he said literally, forget the players. That's silly. He said, the organization, you know, the organization wins. wins too. It was the best organization. False. I mean, the players, you know, that's, yeah, that's one thing, but the organization is what's, it was like, dude, you made a fucking mistake. He, he tried to take so much credit. Yeah. And really, and really to the point where he's Little like, man syndrome. I'm going to fucking, yeah. He like really, mad. really no, bad Napoleon complex. It was a power struggle. Yeah. yeah. And then when you, but when you got unnecessary somebody, too. But when you so got some, but honestly, like when you got somebody with as much greatness as this, yeah, it's like you're gonna be outshine. And honestly, like, yeah. dude, Jordan's there. 
in on like I'm guessing he's at his house getting interviewed. Oh yeah. He's got scotch, he's crying, he's drinking. Oh, I looked into that. It's tequila. <laughs> it's tequila. It's fancy, it's fancy, good fancy tequila. tequila. It's good ass tequila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like but in the fact that honestly, I mean, like can, can I don't know how far should it go to the end. All the way. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, but the fact that he's like, dude, we could have gone a seven season. Easy. Easy. And yeah. he's still fucked up about it. He's still it. salty yeah, about he's it. Still salty he's about still it. competitive. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, is that crazy he's crazy. Yeah. And because, honestly, because y'all know me, and I'm not, I'm not a competitive person. Right. Not in that way. <laughs> I'm not like, yeah. no, I'm like, not I'm in that like, way. Oh, yeah. Not in that way. I'm like, I know, I will tell you, like, I just like, I just move on from things, you know? And I just like, something I don't move, but honestly, I'm You can not just a, smell a bass player from a mile away. That's the only thing that you're competitive about. If you're in another room and there's another bass player and you don't even know that he's a bass player, yeah. but you but he can you feel it. You can feel it. He can feel it like already, uh, yeah. He can feel it like Duncan McCloud. Yeah, yeah, uh, Highlander. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You're somebody, like, wait, yeah. somebody with power walking. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. I smell a five string. Yeah, I might, I might be humble, but I've been playing as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Like, you know, but that competitive spirit. But like, I know that spirit though. In turn, the bass players should do right. And yeah. just to for somebody to make it run that high from like for from from so early on and shit, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's just. Uh, it, it it goes back to I mean they, it was just a really well done documentary, and the even when they like they bring in the the uh the interviews you know from like um past like that that was cool that they did like where they like I don't know how they did this but they did all these separate interviews and then they like had other people watch the other interviews later right. on yeah that was amazing that's crazy yeah they, that was a really good those guys did a really good job making this documentary yeah the uh the dude um Jason uh, uh B be her or something like Whatever. that is his last name yeah. uh, the the director i mean he does some really great interviews on espn where he talks about talks about like just how how like he had to deal with all the different players and interviewing them he said that like rodman was like a feral cat <laughs> like the way because he said that like everything that he would talk about he would like go straight into like North Korea or some other shit or whatever, and he would always have yeah. to like bring him back, corral him into like being like, let's just talk about ninety four, like talk about ninety five, you know, yeah. and keep it like on the thing. And well, that's what I like because like uh, I mean, I can't, I kind of know what they felt yeah. about it, but like obviously you didn't hear from Jordan's family at all, except for like mom. No, mom's on there. No, mom's on there. The mom's on there. But the kids are. But what, what about the kids are barely on there, but the wife is not anywhere Oh, well, near. so he divorced her. He, 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 he divorced he her. And, the he, and there's, you know, there's a couple <laughs> YouTube videos yeah, you can find on that. He's, he got remarried. But no, that wife got $161 million yes. but they, in but 2004. So, well, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, the, I think they, one thing they, they try to Beautiful. Uh, come at you a lot, like, you know, in terms of how a team works. They're like, right. yo. That's the shit. You're like, you're like, you're, you're like, they were trying to like, you were trying to make a great team because it was like about Jordan, but it was, you know, it's about the team too. Yeah, and they're like, we were not trying to get these uh, motherfuckers like outside personal lives involved with the team. Yeah, right. that's Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson should get all the credit for that. Well, yeah, like, no, we're he here. Was... We're a t- we're what we're doing. Yeah. Well, also yeah. he's like, let him go do what he wants you to do. Yeah. yeah. His patience. I mean, they had like a uh, amazing player in Dennis Rodman who was just like an eccentric. Yeah. And Phil Jackson was like, yeah, he had to go to Vegas for a second. He's like, if y'all photographers and everybody wasn't here, we literally wouldn't even be talking about this. Right, right. He's like, y'all have a problem with this. I think, I know Dennis is going to come back yeah. and make 25 rebounds. I'm actually not worried about him at all. Yeah. But, like, no one could believe it. No. You know, why aren't you, why aren't you cracking the whip on Dennis Rodman, Phil? He's like, what? No, I want him man. to play. That's why. No. Yeah. And you have to remember, like, compared to, like, what these other cats were doing, I mean, the Bulls literally 
could fill up the sports section every day with all their shit. Oh yeah, just well, after, like after, with Pippin, with Pippin stuff, with uh, Horace Grant, with people that used to be on the Bulls that got traded, they still get talked about just because of the fact that they were on the Bulls. Definitely, um, B.J. Armstrong. I mean, who by the way, I think has some of the he was, best. He was awesome. He has some of the best shit in the whole documentary. Um, Dennis Rodman. I mean, Dennis Rodman was like. I mean, North he Korea. was he was the he was really one of the biggest breakout stars like of the nineties. I mean, yeah. you know, the 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 shit where like I mean they really build it up like in terms of, like his early the, the early career when yeah. like he was uh, they're going the against Pistons. Detroit the Pistons and everything and and basically yeah no uh, and Rodman was on the Pistons and and all uh, stuff that I didn't know about but they really just built it up and honestly. You get to go through a bunch of highlights instead of watching. All that the game. film is so good. Right. The films are great. You know, if you're if you're not a person who's really watch a game or want to watch a game altogether, you know, like yeah. you, they just go through the highlights, yeah, whatever the other, and then you just it, it build up the drama really good. It, it like MTV really was like the ESPN for music for a long time, where yeah. everything got documented because every fucking thing that happened in a lot of these dudes' careers and lives, it's all on video. Like everything, you know, it's really the footage that they have of Michael Jordan, you know, in Europe doing the like the dream team stuff, the locker room footage from the last year. All that stuff is so great. Yeah, like it's it's a it's it's really an amazing documentary. And it's and it's a testament to like to his greatness, because even with rumors and innuendo about whatever, when they just stuck to like straight up facts because they would they would have innuendo to certain things like of course flu, like the flu like, game like pizza gate like the pizza game. <laughs> like, they, like you know they uh, the way that he cut it how they all had the same story oh it's like they man all, the way that they all explained how this happened they were just like it's oh like, the pizza it's ugh. like you know what man do i believe that a bunch of like shitheads from utah spit on a pizza yes, yes do totally. i believe that eating that pizza made that happened? No. 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 <laughs> no. You know, like, he, that's not what they ordered. No. That's not all what they ordered. No, no. And the and I feel like that the pizza was hangover pizza. That's the only thing I could think of. It was a hangover pizza for that <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, the pizza was after the party. The pizza was after the party. <laughs> after the party, they and ordered the pizza. Because they're just like, why are they dying for this fucking pizza, bro? They, like, they added, they, they ordered some, uh, so illicit substances yeah, and some some not, friendly women came by. But you, oh. know, <laughs> you notice on documentary when when like when some people don't comment on some things, you know. Uh huh. That's why you know it's, know it's real. Well, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're they're like, did you know that the Bulls was called the Cocaine Circus? And he yeah. was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I walked into a hotel room, and uh, people people were doing things. They were, you know, I was doing things that I didn't know nothing about. He's like, I don't know anything And about I told that. him, you know what, guys? I got to get up out of here. I mean, yeah, no, he didn't. When, yeah, no, yeah, he didn't. He I, went to the party. <laughs> I could totally see Dude, when they were saying, I got to get up out of here, guys. Man, he's... He's Look at all he's done. He's just let him fine. have his fucking you know, they, 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 they went at him. They went at him for the gambling thing. They did. They went they hard. Did. They tried to. They well, guess hard. what? Guess what? He has the money to lose. He's to be the a richest gambler dude like that. in that's, the world. That's, even that's, if he the, has, that's he, the main he, defense. Even honestly. though he, even though he definitely had a gambling problem, did uh, he? The difference between that was his only problem, though. I mean, that's his only vice. If you got it, if you got it, is it a problem? Yeah, it's a problem. He, he didn't go. He didn't go bankrupt. No, no, it's a problem. The problem. The problem. The problem. I'm just saying, though, he would not. Unlike a poor person, a regular Joe, when he loses that bet, he's not going to be homeless the next day. True. No, we're close Jabroni. to it. Jabroni, like the, 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 the whole thing that was really mysterious about it is when uh, his dad got murdered. Yeah, that one was got, weird. And it got linked to it. 
and, mm-hmm. and oh, then, they, well, they tried to they link. Tried that's what to I mean link, by they that tried to link it. narrative shit. And that they, shit was they, that was gross. They, that was nasty. They, they just they just threw it in there. It was nasty. Very, that was gross. The way they tried to do nasty. that. Also, up until now, but I you thought know, it was, but you realize you didn't like comment on any of that stuff. None of the players. Yeah. Like, hold up, hold up. Up until now, in this shit, I thought that it was fucking fact, like OJ murdering Nicole. That uh, Michael Jordan's father died because He's of his gambling. Because of his gambling, yeah, you thought yeah. it was tied together, but yeah. it was not. Yeah. Because that not. was, I mean, as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, it was thrown that's around why. a lot. And also, I didn't even know that the kids were white. Uh, or right? What, they, oh, I have no idea. what are you talking no about? What are, why right, are you talking about? Right white children? No, I, I, I thought they were, no, because I thought right the narrative was two black kids was like two black kids that. That, yeah, that's what I th- that's what I thought. That there were so many different stories that went what around kids, at that time. What do you? I'm, I didn't watch it, so what a kid. What? The, oh, okay. So how he actually died was he, he supposedly pulled over on the interstate to take a nap and uh-huh. woke up to two people, two people, two dudes trying to rob him and shot, right, and right, they shot okay. him. That's the that's the story. But which I is a very heard, bizarre story. It's still a weird. Did story. he live long enough to give a account of it? No. How would they even know that then? No, no, I'm no. just asking. Like, they arrested the they arrested the two guys. Oh, it was they, a solved and they murder. Take, they take those dudes' words for it. As no, I'm just saying it was a solved murder, and that's all. Oh, that's the story. It's not an unsolved story. murder. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah. they, but everybody's tried to find more of a different angle. And also, I thought it was. I thought he was still um, it's dramatic because he's also a, he was a truck driver. So I thought he yeah. was driving his truck, and it turns out he was just driving his like car. Yeah. and was like went to a friend's house down there, and then. What that's what happened. He he ended up pulling over because I mean sleepy. he's he's such a rich man. You know I can think about that because my parents are from another generation. Sure. And the, and then you could be I could be like, hey, we're rich. Know how know how I'm rich? Go stop. Go to a hotel. Yeah, don't see, sleep at a rest yeah, a rest stop. I, I'm not. I don't want to do that. I don't want to victim blame or, or 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 be or catch some flack here. But something doesn't add up. Oh well, that's what everyone's saying. I'm not, I'm not the, saying though that it's all because like, that's the, pro- well, that's the problem. Stuff, though. But I'm saying yeah. there might be more to the story than what. We, well, as we know from watching true crime shit, the police was not doing shit in, in early nineties. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't doing anything. They, they weren't doing anything. All you needed was your fucking local Mark Furman to show up, and there you go. And I'm pretty sure they didn't piece case. together that that was Michael Jordan's dad for a little while. I'm either. sure it was a long time. You know, and yeah, yeah I just think that there's a that. There could be more to that. Um, we're yeah. not sure. Yeah. But. yeah. So anyway, in, in the documentary, they speculate about it being a mob, and it's really nasty. Yeah. It's like there's no way to. It's like Michael Jordan does not had did not have any debts that he didn't pay. No. You know this also, whole mob angle is ridiculous. It was. So <laughs> isn't Michael? Wasn't my? Isn't Michael Jordan uh, like an executive producer on this? Nah. I no. thought he, he, probably, he probably made. He makes a ton of money off of it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, but sure, I thought I'm, he I'm got, sure he made some name mm-hmm. off it. But he really because he, he did not he, make it. So he no. didn't he, get to sign off on anything, or he had, uh, or he had no veto power. So, is that, that's what I'm trying but, to ask. But, 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 people, I, think so. but I think people are more because he he was against it coming out before he even came out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He right. he had he must have had some sort of veto power, but not in the way you're talking about. Because yeah. That, I mean, as like a production partner. Yeah. I, no. No, because I don't think he didn't want the whole thing with his dad to be in there at all. He was came, he came out before it came out and saying like everyone's gonna hate yeah. me after this thing drops. No, no, no. I don't. I think I think even Michael Jordan could project that this is. He didn't like. This he didn't is, want to this come is, out. No, yeah. th- this type of popularity is good for his brand. 
because people were starting to forget. Listen, Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan, but like, let's be honest here. He's like Space Jam. He's one of the greatest basketball players to ever live, but like, he hasn't been putting out any new content. See, I this think- is one of your this is one of your moments where you're talking about something very confidently, where everybody's seen the thing already. <laughs> no, no, but and I'm just you're saying- like, this was going on. We're like, no, you don't. believe No, us. but I'm saying he put the content he put out was the documentary. Like he, no, he didn't. What somebody that, else put out, but why would he have? ESPN put out a But why would he have a? I'm saying like, why wouldn't a- you go along with? ESPN wants, wants to, to make a documentary. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. ESPN wants to do a documentary. He would be about it though. No, right? No, they they made that. They took that footage down ten years, like twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, and he didn't want to release. It was in a vault. Yeah, it was. Fin- it was it, like they finally talked about releasing it a year ago. Yeah, it was held on to for a minute. I yeah. think this had to be like a carefully something. You know, something like, went down. How yeah. how would Michael you say Jordan- that more people like Michael Jordan at this exact moment right now than one year ago? I think he thought yes. that it would. I yes, think, thank you. Yeah, you proved I, my point. That's no, all doesn't. I gotta say. It doesn't. I think that's a that's a a symptom of it. I think he thought it would. He make could it have said worse. the beginning oh, of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah that is I that's not. To, but you guys, <laughs> you guys cut me off. But you're trying to. You're always. You're trying to steamroll <laughs> I think the you conversation. Cut off, you bro. cut yourself off. Yeah. Um. But he he thought that off. it was be bad for his brand. He thought he so. thought it was gonna be bad for his brand. He's an older guy. He's not on the internet. He thought that everyone seeing him saying so-called maybe cancelable shit in their nineties yeah, yeah. was bad for his shit. And yeah. he's no, if he's, anything, he's yeah. highly aware. He, he could not have been super aware. aware. He could not have been that basketball player back then that he is now because of all the shit going around. Totally. He, yeah, didn't, want, he didn't want that political things, shit things in there. Are, things no. are always better when you get to like talk about when it was back then. That's well, right. He's right. And he's from the generation of. Uh, Corporate endorsements and stuff like that's how you no, make a lot of money. There were no corporate endorsements when Michael ja- when Michael Jordan started. He what is are, the what inventor. What are Air Jordans? He's the what inventor of that. Listen to me for a second while you steamroll it. He's the inventor of that. Nike was a very unpopular company. You know, he made them he made them popular by winning so much. You know, like Converse had every NBA player, Mike, like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and everybody were all endorsed by Converse at the same time. There was no thing in which a person got their own shoe. Yeah, but, but Michael if, Jordan was the first if person Michael to Jordan, do it. Michael Jordan, in the middle of when uh, Nike started selling Jordans, if he went out and started beating up his wife in public, they would have lost or did something yeah. unfavorable, or he was known to be a, a drunk or something, he got in a car, whatever can ruin your image. Like, if something like that happened, yeah, it would have fucked it up. True. So what you're saying is that he didn't do that. No, I'm saying that it's the 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 power of that, like the whole endorsement thing, is that they, it still does hold weight. It, uh, I, I can see what I you know what, what I mean. Like it's uh, like you're saying it's irrelevant uh, because uh, because Nike wasn't, wasn't as you're not talk, you're, we're not talking about the same thing because you're speculating upon things that didn't happen. You should watch a documentary. You should watch it. You don't like what you're saying right now. Doesn't <laughs> make any of, sense. Listen, I'm just a dude on a podcast commenting. We're just on saying, stuff but, you're, but you're asking us. But you're trying to. It's not, you're like it's asking dude, us it's questions. Not any deeper than that. That's all it is. But I'm you're trying to ask myself. us questions, and you're going like that proves my point. And you're saying this is I'm irrelevant. Just, listen, man, I'm just <laughs> doing. I'm just doing what I do. If from now on you want me to shut up all the time on this, just tell me ahead of time. But yeah, I didn't watch the fucking thing, and this is more fun than just you know. Like yeah, I ran some errands in the meantime. I came back. I think I. I don't think it's a. You know. I thought it was fine. Go watch it. Yeah, you should, well, you should definitely a, watch it. Michael Jordan's an awesome dude. He's great. Yeah, I definitely think you should check it out because it was. Uh, so that's James' review on the. Michael I know <laughs> he's like he was trying to get through a review of it. You didn't see it, but you wouldn't let us talk. <laughs> it's bizarre. It was. Fine. It was fine. <laughs> I got bored. I'm sorry. 
it's okay. I went outside. I did some errands. I came back in. I'm but you're asking us questions my... about it. Yeah. Everyone's clawed You don't want to hear them. You don't want to hear any answers to the questions. Everyone's clawed. Everyone's clawed up, clawed up right now. <laughs> I asked the question. All right. Clawed you're up. doing great, James. You guys don't want to have any fun at all. I'm having a great time. I, well, I Kelly is game right now. I'm having That's a great time. That's all I'm time. saying. I'm having a great time. I love you guys. We're we're having a good time. I feel like whatever I have to say. And we've been quarantined together James for two and a half months. <laughs> so like basically, yeah, we've been doing. So. We've been very. Uh, we've been very consistent this whole time. So I I I think it's great. <laughs> When's Trash Tech coming too? By the way, when you guys are you guys are doing some cool stuff. Yeah, we got sure another update. thing. Um, uh, I'm gonna check out the final or what will I'm assuming will be the final edit of the next episode coming out. And uh, yeah, Tyler's been doing stuff. He's like punched up the the video stuff. It's very cool. Um, Tyler Matthews. Tyler Matthews, like some funny shit. Paul. Shoutouts. Fucking me, me and Reggie just delivering stuff, and Tyler making it even better than we did in real life. I'm really excited to yeah, check that shit out. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very cool. Um, we got another song, another song coming from the hustle season very soon. Good art, Florida. Very excited about that. Uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us everywhere that you can follow us because we are there. All right? We're going to see you soon next time. Episode 134 of The Hustle Data. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.